to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is 300. Ow! 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 2007 Zack Snyder um, picturesque art of war uh, torturous rampage. Go ahead and pop in your Blu-ray or DVD, but we're just going to skip to the part where you guys are all up to date, okay? Press play and press pause when uh, Warner Brothers comes up and then I think like Vertigo comes up and then Virtual Studios comes up and then Virtual Studios fades to black. Don't forget Legendary. And legendary. The first frame of black you perceive. Uh, uh, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. I'll press play. You press play. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. And those friends to speak are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian Ladymouth Finifter. Uh, so we are going to do that, huh? All right. Hello. <laughs> Michael Dorkman Scott. Hi. I'm uh, confused. <laughs> and Eddie, the Eddie Doty. Hello there. I'm now, sorry. Wait. I'm confused. I'm confused. It was a thing from last night. Ah. Chloe decided that. Well, I'm Brian's, glad we're, we're all nickname, in on that. Brian's yeah. nickname should be Ladymouth, and I thought that was a perfect nickname for Brian. All right. Now, uh, this movie. Uh, <laughs> now I can't take my eyes off of it. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. I'm trying to like draw a corollary here. But it, it's okay because it's not like this is going to be on the internet forever. Yeah. I don't. The, the words you're saying, I'm not even like paying attention. <laughs> I can't believe how. I'm more concerned about the way you're shaping them. Well, anyway. I'm just going to hold my mouth, yeah. my hand in front of my mouth, and how do you like that? Oh damn it! Where do you go? <laughs> it's better for the podcast. I'll tell you that much. Um. Aw. This is um bitch please. <laughs> I was being sarcastic because we can't hear you. It was the anyway. it was actually a compliment. So the I movie. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> the um <laughs> Shut up, I'm trying to redcon. All right, anyway. We we've talked before about how a perfect movie can be a surprising movie. Like you would never think that perhaps 300 could be a perfect movie, but it does in fact achieve every little thing it sets up. And for that all, all you can do is comment on the visuals, and the visuals are all really nice, and they match the comic book nicely, and it's a pretty movie, and it's just, guess what? The movie's 300, and it just kind of works all the way through. Brian? Yeah, well, I mean, we've defined the perfect movie as, you know, not necessarily something that's, you know, gone with the wind or Citizen Kane. You know, it doesn't have to be that caliber to be considered a perfect movie. For something to be considered a perfect movie, it merely only needs to fulfill everything it sets out to do. Merely. Merely. <laughs> just well, do yeah. everything right. Well, yeah, but um, what I'm saying is 300 doesn't have to be Casablanca to be a perfect movie. Three hundred only has to be the movie it set out to be to uh, achieve our definition of a perfect movie, and I think it does. It's gorgeous and it's awesome. Three hundred equals three hundred. Yeah, cool. It's a tautology. <laughs> it's a donut. <laughs> it's a math problem. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very easy math problem. Michael, yeah. how did you feel about this? Um, I I love this movie, and it was interesting because uh, the first time I saw it, I, it, this was one of those movies that was really hyped, and I was kind of resistant to it. Like everyone's like, "Oh shit, the three hundred trailer," and I was like, "I'm not even gonna watch it if everyone's so excited about it." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then finally I did. I'm like, "All right, that was pretty badass." And then uh, I finally went and I, I went and saw the movie like opening night, and I'm like, "It was pretty cool, I guess." Like, but I couldn't. I couldn't find anything wrong with it. Like I had nothing against it. I'm like, I guess that was cool. You know, this was cool. And then I, but then I, I wanted to see it again. And I saw it a second time. And that time, like seeing everything kind of from from the beginning, you know, being able to see setups and stuff like that. I was like, this movie is actually genius. <laughs> like I, I love this, and and I think it's, I think it's great. So yeah, it it took me a little while to come around, but I absolutely love this film. 
I'm really excited about this one because this is the first time we've paired up Dorkman with Eddie. I'm excited too. On a man. movie commentary. I know we we did the anniversary Hardcore. show and that was a lot of fun. But we've you know we've always wanted to, to do a commentary together. Yeah, and, and with with people punching each other in the I head. Know, right. So here we are. <laughs> it's like such a it's like such a confluence of so many of our interests. <laughs> uh, and and all and what a better movie to to do that than to kick that off than with this. Um, you know, as the quote comic book guy here, um, I remember when they announced. I I'd read 300 a long time ago. <laughs> And oh, okay. Well, he read it a long time <laughs> so ago. fuck y'all. You all can just leave the room. No, uh, no. I read it a while ago, and I thought like, wow, that's great, and it'll never be a movie because I just, you know, I I figured people people have made uh, movie versions of the Battle of Thermopylae and the Three Hundred Spartans before, you know, a few times over. They have. Oh yeah, the, I remember the, watching a History Channel special on. No, there's uh, with uh, God uh, and Ma- and Matt can throw it in the show notes, but I want to say 1957. There's like a. It, it's funny to watch. If I'm not too. mistaken, that's what inspired Frank Miller to do. Yeah, because he because yeah. he because he looked at it and he he saw it sort of in a broader context and said, let's you know, Frank Miller is all about taking shiny history, stripping that off, and showing all the grit and dirt and mm-hmm. gore and stylizing it, and making that beautiful. That's Frank Miller in what he does. He does that with the superhero stuff. He does that here, and and so I thought, wow, that'd be great. Uh, and then when I heard that Zack Snyder was going to do the movie, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm guardedly optimistic <laughs> because you never get, and then when you saw the costumes and you saw Gerard Butler with the Leonidas beard looked exactly the way that Frank Miller and Lynn Varney drew it. And you're like, wow, he's, he's, he's make it or break it. He's at least, gonna, he's the guy he's going to make an honest attempt. He's at doing it. whatever he's he doing. Yeah. To he's, do. <laughs> this thing may still suck, but man, he's, he's making an honest he will not attempt break at on it. the back of exactly. Gerard he's, he's putting the thought into it. And, and I think we talked about Watchmen. I mean, he's a smart, smart man, that Zack Snyder. And he puts a lot of thought, love him or hate him. Like the choices he makes, every decision has so much thought put behind it. And he's, and he's just like a reasonable approach to it. And the end result is a completely fun, kick-ass movie that we all just re- that if you watch it if it comes on the cable you got to watch it at least for a little bit it, it seems to me that that i and i wasn't here for the the watchman commentary but from what i've seen you know especially with this kind of pattern of this and watchman and stuff like that generally the smartest decision Zack snyder makes is he picks something that's not broken and doesn't try to fix it yep <laughs> he tries not to fuck it up yeah exactly yeah, exactly and, and dawn of the dead you know so you yeah. can make the same comparison there i loved his dawn of the dead remake i i, I really enjoyed it and i and i was i'm a fan of the original i was, but I was I surprised how much i enjoyed it, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things you're like wow I, this shouldn't work if anybody else if if uh, Brett Ratner tried to do this, oh, I, you probably want to kill it with fire. But, <laughs> but for the, I'm pretty reason, sure Brett Ratner hasn't taken a shit successfully in 25 years. <laughs> right, I know. I know. It's just, I mean, that's a whole other discussion if we ever do the X Men trilogy. But oh boy, but, yeah. By the way, Brett, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big fan, big fans, big Brett, big fans. <laughs> yeah, uh, but in- interesting flicks. Yeah, interesting. Speaking interesting. of uh, episodes where people punch each other in the head. Yeah, seriously, that's that's <laughs> one of them. But yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome, and and I yeah, I love this movie. Cool. With that said, get your mouse or remote ready, but you know you have a Blu-ray, right? Right. Okay. Three, two, one, on pause. 300. Bam. Right in your face. There Something that's not on my fancy Blu-ray I just spent $25 on is the trailer, which which had an excellent use of Nine Inch Nails. I heart. Right. I heart right. so deeply. Right. And uh, Oh, Terminator this is Yeah, this is a hell of a way to start it. Oh, Baby Skulls. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's that kind of movie. All right, then. This ain't your daddy's, uh, you know mid-century or you know bronze age comic book adaptation eddie when was the last time you read the book oh uh, it's been a while it's been probably about three four years it's not one of those things like Watchmen where you got to keep coming back to it's <laughs> i'm not even gonna say it's one of my favorite things he's ever done i like it but as a book it was just sort of like oh that's that's cool did you uh, uh read slash watch the spirit 
Uh, no, not never got into the spirit as a book. I mean, I'd be going forgivingly to, because I've seen the movie, to, your heart would have been broken. I, like, I know, right? I like that. That was kind of like the anti the Lion King just then. Right, exactly. Almost. Yeah, that's very. It true. takes that's him up point. the up there, and it's like if it doesn't work, he's like meh, and just drops him off the cliff <laughs> instead of holding him up for the world to see. It's, it's birth by default, and it's his a, name is Leonidas. Know, right? uh, look what I just did. Hell yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the, you know the. The spirit never got into, and it's weird because I've been going to Comic Con since I was like fifteen. It's like my I said this last year was like my seventeenth Comic Con, and uh, the spirit is always a huge. My God, Eddie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, I know. We should point uh, out that this is uh, Snyder's son, Zack Snyder's son, that oh, plays the cool. Leonidas that's here. That's a nice thing. He looks yeah. clever. I think he makes an appearance <laughs> in Watchmen. He I, does. Yeah. Okay. He's the. He's also the young. Uh, um, uh, Rorschach. Naked boy? The, the young, young Rorschach. Rorschach, yeah, with the red. Oh, really? Yeah, with, think, the really, with the really bad freckles. Yeah, yeah he has. Yeah, he has that, his. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is twice in a movie that he's had his son beat another child half to death, or completely to death, actually. In right. this one. <laughs> no, uh, you know, this, this. Not all Frank Miller stuff really works. He did a, a run of All Star Batman recently that was not very good, but. He does a very specific kind of. Oh God, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk at some point about, about the the, the effects of the blood, uh-huh. of the blood. But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, this book is was always considered good, if not one of his best. But it, that's why it was always such an interesting choice of of all the Miller stuff you're gonna adapt first. This would be the one to do. It's just it was an interesting choice, you know. Why was that the right one to do? Just because no, I for mean, him it, or for anyone? No, I mean, it was an interesting choice. I mean, people always want to see like Dark Knight Returns or you know maybe one of his Electra stuff. I mean, just, just doing three hundred as a movie was like, oh, there's a there's a choice, you know. It, it's, it's a good it, one off. It was the most obvious one, I guess. Right. It's so, not. It's exactly. It's not a franchise. Right. Okay. You know. So we're Although not. They we're are not, franchising it. Really? Is there three hundred and one now? He's, there, he's got Frank Miller's writing the prequel right now, or <laughs> not? Two hundred ninety-nine. No, it's not the prequel. Yeah. It's, it's it's about a battle that takes place about ten years after this. Well, or no, called, it is a prequel. I, it's I, called Xerxes. Whatever Xerxes. It is. Yeah, it's called, and yeah, it's, it's a, implied that it's a prequel. Yeah, this is a a pretty yeah, good yeah. CG wolf. Not totally sold on his teeth. But well, everything the, else is working. I mean, the me. thing about it is just the nature of the story. It's like that looks fake, but this story is fake. The whole kind of, right, you know yeah. the whole world the is, whole world is fake, the whole yeah. world is if if fake may, fake is maybe the the wrong role, but it's it's wrong word, but it's like. Fabricated, stylized, stylized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's constructed. It's sti- yeah, it's stylized to the way. point of they're not trying to pass this off as an actual photograph in any right. sense. Right. Frank Miller always described, which 300. oddly makes it look more photographic, yeah. more more artsy. Sure. And yeah. if you're looking for actual history on the Battle of Thermopylae and Sparta, this is not the no. movie yeah. for that. But Frank Miller always said that this his story of uh, his story of a. Uh, his story of there's another one too, but uh, his story of of 300 is as if it was the sto- the historical story told from the point of view of one that's, of the guys. That's that's when uh, that's why watching it the second time I realized how amazing this movie is yeah. because because it, it took me the second viewing to no- to really grasp. I'm like, oh, this is all. From the point of view of the Spartans, yeah, yeah. this is so propaganda. That's why, yeah, it's totally that's exactly yeah. it. It's propaganda, and it's like so. That's why it's that's why they're it's ridiculously outmatched, and it, it really is. is. Yeah. They're ridiculously outmatched, and yeah. all the stuff on the other side is monsters, and there's the whole thing. And like what what really like clicked it with me was two thirds of the way through this movie, the guy telling the, the story leaves. leaves. Yeah, he's making it up. Yeah, no, he yeah. wasn't yeah. there at that point. There's a big disconnect, and like, yeah, this narration is actually we find out at the end. It's actually him rallying the troops up the yeah. night before the big battle. Damn. Exactly. Is that, from that the is comic? that's that's straight from the comic. This that's is a great, great picture. This is exactly it's a it's a Spartan uh, bedtime story. Yeah, is what this yeah. movie is, and that's why it's so. Like, that's good analogy. You know, it'd be interesting yeah. to write your script 
as long as it, you know you don't want to do this with that thing you do, but write your action movie script and then give it to a comic book illustrator and say storyboard this for me. They oh, do, yeah. just do they something do cool. Do they, all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Some some comic book writers actually because sketch as they go. Because there's such a specific like that that wolf shot is so clearly a cool shot, but it's never something you would have thought of for a movie. It's such a comic-y thing. Right. It would I would love to see some you know. Not Jonan Vasquez, but someone. <laughs> yeah, it's not Squee. It's not uh, Squee. It's no, not JTHM. You know, uh, Jeff Johns, who's now, he's got promoted to like the head of DC Universe Creative right now. He, as he's writing, when he's plotting his story, instead of making cards, he actually just draws rough sketches. And his desk is a combination drafting board writing desk. And he'll like change positions depending on what he's doing. So he's drawing as he goes. There's an old form of comics writing called uh, doing it the Marvel way, which the way what Stan Lee and Jack Kirby used to do is Stan Lee used to just outline and then give it to Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby would draw the drawings and then Stan Lee would come in and then write the dialogue based off of those uh, off of what Jack drew according to what he drew. So it was more collaborative work between That's the artists. That's an interesting way to and, go about it. And and Frank Miller draws as well as writes. So Lynn Var- Varney comes in and does like another layer of, of inks and colors, but he's writing as he draws. That's why he That's, can kind of make that transition to... to meanwhile, that, while Alan Moore writes, just writes out these incredibly String of consciousness, yeah. String of consciousness. Uh, paragraphs just, and yeah. paragraphs. Of it's funny because the, the comic book thing, that the, the Marvel way that you were just talking about is yeah. similar to the way... Um, early screenwriting, so to speak, was done because they would literally just send people out and they would just fucking shoot stuff yeah. and then they cut it together yep. and be like, write cards that make sense of this. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the job of the screenwriter to just write the interstitials. <laughs> well, and, and I think when we're talking about any sort of sequential medium, whether it be motion picture or sequential comic book art. This is the only shot that wasn't shot in like, uh, or this, this sequence oh, okay. was the only thing that wasn't shot on a blue screen stage in like Montreal. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like that's the only stuff that was actually shot outside Interesting. Okay, where was that town shot? Because no, the, well, it was it was heavily like rotoscope, obviously. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It was because it was shot right outside. I'm LA. assuming they just <laughs> they just pulled the horses. Yeah, and everything else is uh, digitally created. Probably, right? I'm assuming. Well, I mean, this he, is not the way to start a a successful and peaceful dialogue. I don't with the think. skulls of your the skulls of former of the kings, fallen kings, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but he's already kind of pulled the trigger on that because in a second he says, "Choose your words carefully." But does he just like awkwardly put the skulls back, yeah, like Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you you don't want the, you don't okay, want the, you don't um, want the skull? I, I guess I, I can take I, it back. I had a whole thing lined up. I, I had a okay. All right, um, I'll put, I'll put please it back now. surrender. <laughs> and uh, that woman uh, is beautiful. Yeah, Lena Headley. Uh, my god yeah it was weird to see her in Sarah Connor I know I was kind of I was kind of tripped out about it yeah I was like I guess she's the right choice although well I don't want to get into Sarah Connor Chronicles right yeah that's another another thing for another day because the weirdest thing is they got they got her and it's like hey perfect like a strong whatever and then she was like the weakest Sarah Connor she could possibly be in that series the, there wasn't anything. There wasn't any strength in the character as written. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. Lena Headley, but yeah, not yeah. in the character. But as the written. character was like, "Oh no, it's." I'm know. so scared for my boy. Yeah, that one moment doesn't work for me. It's very infomercially where he's like, "Fight with your head," and then she's smiling and grabs him by the hand. Fight with your heart. Like yeah. it's very. It, it's, it's as Disney as this movie gets. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a quick and easy <laughs> Fight with sort your heart. of Pass character it on. Well, this differentiation. Is very, this is very. As Disney as you can possibly make Sparta be, yeah, which is an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like how Shawshank is really sentimental. Well, again, it's like no, it's Prison like isn't like that. 
This is like this is like idealized. a really idealized. Yeah. This is a cartoon for Spartans. Yeah, is what this yeah. is. In, in real history, yeah, Spartans, these these beacons of freedom in in the primitive world. Let's keep in mind that every Spartan you see had a cadre of about nine slaves. Yeah. to keep them in shape and all this other stuff. I mean, there's 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 a huge foundation of injustice as well behind this. And but again, it's from the yeah. hero. Did point they of feed the slaves? Then they weren't slaves. <laughs> he even warned him just then. By the way, yeah, he was like, uh, whatever you say, canon will be held. Against right, you. That's where I'm like, what is he supposed to do? Put the skulls away? Yeah. He held them up. <laughs> well, the king didn't see that. I'd be, I don't know. If I, I, went, if I held a bunch of skulls, I'd be really grossed out by it the entire time. I don't care how <laughs> tough I was trying to look. I'd be like, dude, okay, I'm just going to set these here because I, that's creeping me out. I really it's don't a, know where this came from, but I'm going to forget the thought and just never bring it up again. Ewok skulls. Go on. What? All right. That's, I don't know where it came from. Right. Awesome. No, it's, that's fine. I, okay. We can, Move, we can move on. on. It's all right. Moving on. It's an interesting form of feminism here because she's uh-huh. like, he says, you know, what makes this woman think she can talk among men? And she's like, because only we give birth to real men. Oh, yeah. That's an odd sort of feminism. It's true. And well, it's, it's it a kind true, of, but... it's it's almost the attitude of, you know, behind every great man is a great woman. Like, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Version, there's, I guess. there's a letter. I could give it to that as a... It could go either way. It could be <laughs> feminism or misogyny. Depends on how you want to re- flip that Again, coin. it's a weird just, uh, justification at justifying this really right. brutal society. Right. That usually usually when you hear those things, you hear, I mean, that it's. I kind of buy it. I remember reading like some correspondence between John Quincy Adams' apparently, wife. Apparently some and, woman in ancient Greece really said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Sparta. But, she oh, really right. said that. I'm so. sure there, I'm sure there like, were. John Quincy Adams' <laughs> wife was writing to somebody else's wife and the, the dialogue was, you know, in this new world we're creating, what is the role of women? You know, we, we don't have the right to vote. They were talking about women's right to vote back then and she said, well, you don't understand. Like, we have an influence. It's just more subtle. They come home. They talk to us. Us. We influence policy in that way. Eventually, our day will come. But for now, this is our role. And it was just—I mean—it seems sort of anachronistic, you know, looking at it. But it did, in fact, happen. I love—I love that his part of his uh, reason for for blowing this guy off initially was that Athens had already kind of blown him off. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, look at those fucking queers over there can, <laughs> can knock you about. I don't think so. Yeah, he, <laughs> I'm not scared of you either. He specifically says, you know, those yeah. artists and boy lovers. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you're. You're Sparta. Yeah. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna. You did s- that too. You We're have, not gonna uh, judge. I'm just saying. I just, I'm, I'm just gonna say, sir, loincloth and really, yeah, leather diaper and yeah, very, very loincloth. <laughs> I want to say. Tell me um, nothing happened on the cold winter nights on this march, and I won't believe. We're you. just gonna say, don't ask, don't tell was not a policy, and <laughs> yeah, it was not exactly. was not an issue in the Spartan so, uh, army. Eddie, they didn't have on, to ask. What's up? <laughs> talk talk to us about this is Sparta. Oh the, well, actually, I'm going to throw this as Sparta I, well, no, to you. I, I just want to. Well, I don't know in context. I'll tell you my favorite memory of it is in 2007 Comic Con when to celebrate the DVD release of this, they had a public screening for this at Petco Park, the baseball stadium, right near the convention center. Oh. Right, right, yeah. And we saw, and they had it on the big screen on the projection screen. Did everyone yell it? Dude, the entire like, I mean, we didn't fill the stadium or anything, but the, I'd say there's probably about three thousand people Everyone there. there. Oh my god! And not only that, but they had handed out like cardboard shields and inflatable <laughs> swords, so everybody's just like slamming their sword and shield and like screaming it. The problem is that it's a baseball park, so you have that baseball park echo. So it's like this, this, this is spark, bar, 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 bar. <laughs> Like, I mean, it sounds like batting for Zerzies. I'm the luckiest, luckiest, luckiest. Sparta, Sparta, Sparta. The entire movie, you didn't understand what the hell they were saying, but the big call and response lines, you knew. And and they you know exactly so when that happened lost their shit the entire the yeah entire I I 
I think that was like it's it's hard to create a meme that powerful yep. just from a trailer, and yet this is Sparta was was culture and, the instant it happened. And and again, going back to the, the who put in the bricks for this tunnel? Yeah, <laughs> going a, back it's to a beautiful pattern. They're down there. Um, <laughs> going back to the uh, going back to the queen. There is the moment where he looks where he looks at her. And he's like, "Can I just please just and she's like, totally hey, she's like, yeah, guy. do it. Go she's like, away. honey, enjoy yourself. Yeah." <laughs> But it's great because there's just a look. He's like, this will destroy us all. You realize that? She's like, yeah, I got it. Can I still do it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's our anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> now, th- this this part of here where he talks to uh, the, the council and, and you see the, the drugged up woman, the, the oracle, that was the part of the book that I'm Leper- like, oh, well, they're, they're just going to, yeah, the leper. I'm like, they're, they'll probably just cut that art because I, <laughs> I don't know how you translate the book from that to this and not come across completely, you know, Terrible. And cheesy. But they they found a way to do it by shooting it underwater in that sort of weird way. That oh, it does. looks really cool. Yeah, and uh, there's a nipple. So. And I and I, wa- and I want to say yeah. like the it reason works. why the this is Sparta. I think part of the reason why this is Sparta works as a meme. If anybody else other than Gerard Butler said it the way oh he my God. did, <laughs> yeah, because if somebody else said that, like if Martin Short said that, you uh-huh. you I mean, come on, like you need someone who's really authoritative. Oh, it he, helps. Yeah. It helps that Gerard Butler wasn't really well known before this either. Yeah, because yeah. Otherwise, it'd be like, oh, cool, Mel Gibson saying something fun. You know. I remember uh, reading an article. I think it was from, like Esquire or some sort of semi-classy magazine where they sent out, I never understood why, a reporter to interview Gerard Butler, but they didn't tell him who he was and the reporter didn't know who he was. Like, that was the angle. <laughs> like, they said, just go talk to this guy and interview him and we'll tell you later who he is. So he goes up and the entire thing is, you know, the first couple pleasantries and then the guy asks the questions like, what do you do? And Gerard Butler's re- re- response is, fuck you. <laughs> what do you do? And then the rest of the thing is really interesting. He's like, do you really know who I am? cool and like they want to go have a salad like the, the whole thing is really cool i don't see gerard butler seems really salad. really cool yeah no he seems he seems like a, a cool you find guys like who kind of come into fame later they, he was being humble. incredibly intense right he was he was on a um on a panel for the movie rock and roll that he was in at at comic-con oh yeah that was a movie and some some woman came up to ask a q a and like people dress in costumes and stuff like that and everyone just gives it to because it's comic-con or whatever mm-hmm. but this woman came up in this insane like it wasn't a costume like she's just weird and wears weird clothing and whatever so it's like you can tell what the, the difference because mm-hmm. you're like that's no character I don't I've ever seen. That, yeah. yeah um and and everyone kind of chuckles they're like oh boy we got a kook up there and literally <laughs> but but you know everyone just kind of passes it off and she asks him a question and gerard butler goes what the fuck are you wearing <laughs> it, was, it was so awesome i was like i officially just love this guy <laughs> that's uh, that's great the e4s that's right yeah yeah It really is just the fact that you have to be a certain kind of person to be able to do this with a straight face. Oh, yeah. You have to really own it. You have to really believe it. And, and there's there's very few acting exercises where it's like, okay, you've been trained from birth to be a fighting, killing, warrior right. poet, intelligent, taken care of, you know. It's, it's like the it's like the Carrie Fisher thing. Yeah. I was not trained on my planet exploded. And this was and this was especially difficult, I'm sure, because that's all blue behind him. Right. He's got nothing to work with right now. Like it's one thing if if they had built a set and stuff and he's like, All right, I'm it's grease and I'm fucking like he can get I, into it, but there's I, no, there's like nothing to ground him, you right. know, so it's especially impressive i really feel like had gerard butler followed this up with some more badass movies and not the 25 rom-coms he's done fucking he could have he could have slid rapidly like right. rocket meteorically fast into samuel L. jackson territory he, no he did the smart thing which is like you know i took this long to get this level of fame i'm not fucking it up now 
give me Jennifer Aniston in three movies. Like, I mean, that's he. he you did think that's what, a smart thing? Because it absolutely is. Because I think, we're, I think we're running him. up to like Oliver Platt syndrome with him. Where it's like, give me one more bad movie, and we're going to forget you exist. Well, well no, because what's going to happen now is then women is then, want to sleep with him. They don't want to sleep with Oliver Platt. Right. I don't. Any, ladies, anybody? No. And I then. Don't, and then he comes back. Well, the thing is, he gives us, you know, a couple dozen rom-coms or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, Gerard Butler. And then he comes and fucking screams your face off again in a trailer. You're like, finally, He's and back. everyone is going to go see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so he wins both ways. Some director that's very smart is thinking, it's time to bring back Gerard Butler, and I'm the guy to do it. <laughs> People are going to come see my movie. Gerard, say this. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yell it. <laughs> Just yell at the now, top of your lungs. This is the this is the the Oracle scene where it's like it's not only filmed underwater uh, against a, a blue, but it's also in reverse. They speed ramp. It, it's run trays backwards. backwards underwater in a scuba tank thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, upside down backwards in a water tank. It really does work. It's cool, and they really tied in the smoke, the yeah. sort of liquid poison smoke, really well. Yeah, yeah, everything just kind of works. And again, it's Good one work of those things. Be eliminating the bubbles too. By yeah, the way. That would be no kidding, right? Yeah, wait. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. I didn't realize that. Until well, you, we're, you know, that. we're only seeing, as much of the footage that we're seeing, it's just her. Everything outside of her is, yeah. you know, deeply masked off. Yeah. But there, but would, yeah, there but would be bubbles in front of her that would be distortions. Exactly. Distort the image. They the must get the, get I mean, they can't get the camera obviously too close because we got a full, we got a, a pretty wide shot of her, but yeah, it's crazy. Who knows? I think um, they just got a fat chick and used a wide angle lens, so she looks <laughs> yeah. skinny. I think you know we. They're talk only about, a couple feet away. We talk about preparing for a role like this. How do you do it? And I think uh, we, you know, no small measure to the incredible physical regiment that the actors were put through, and oh, yeah. not only in the fight choreography trained by Damon Carroll, but also the uh, just the fitness, the workout, the CrossFit guys from. Uh, I think it's. I don't know if it's CrossFit LA, but CrossFit. I talked about it a little bit in the Watchmen commentary, but. Uh, my friend Becca is a certified CrossFit instructor. They don't. It's not just about lifting weights or running. It's it's a combination of gymnastics, powerlifting, done in a certain way. There was a, a post on Dig that was laying out like Gerard Butler did an interview where someone said, "So tell me about your workout." It's crazy. <laughs> and, and someone made a post out of what he had said, and it's yeah, yeah it's it's, it's like it's five hundred pushups, yeah. ten miles, five hundred pushups, fruit, five hundred <laughs> pushups. Yeah, I mean, you and, and not only that, but in between takes, they're curling forty pound uh, hammer weights. You know, they're they're curling, they're doing like. And there's nothing. Correct of, me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't any like modern equipment involved. There was no like bench. Well, that's machines. CrossFit. CrossFit is all. CrossFit is just you know a, a few free weights, but also uh, you know taking two giant ropes and swinging them with your shoulders to really. It's not just about isolating muscles; it's about using all of your body at once. Flipping a tire, you know, flipping a tractor uh, tire. You know, a hundred yards in each direction. You're using literally every muscle. You're using your legs. You're using your back, your shoulders. Is all that, that where stuff. the world's strongest man thing comes from? Where they do those part, kind of those part kind of, of stunts? It, yeah, but I mean, you also see like kettlebells. That's like a big thing now. Is those those weighted kettlebells where they don't just it's not just lifting. They lift and swing in a certain way or in certain motions that they do with it. Yeah, can that I, would that would beef you up. Can yeah, I no, just I mean, say I want to I want to point out that. You know the, the straight from the book, this, by the way. That, yeah. That, oh, yeah. The, you can the white eye. You can tell that's exactly why they would do a yeah. shot like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, nice. But um, the, uh, I mean, the the movie and presumably the comic is really trusting the audience. You know, to to put some pieces together in that last scene because it's right. like, it's like you know you can go with. I mean, there are monsters and stuff in here, and you can go with it, but. You read between the lines, it's like, okay, these guys just drug and rape young girls, yeah, and then yeah. just any any just inco- sold out. any incoherent thing, and they've just sold out, and any incoherent thing these girls babble, they just say yeah. that that's you know the wisdom from the future, and and make mm-hmm. everyone else do what they say, but, right. which really and and only they can translate whatever these girls are babbling, maybe presumably too. Right. So they can they're just saying whatever they, can put they whatever's, like. whatever's been <laughs> just they want these on fucking it. inbred lepers raping young women. <laughs> And getting away with anything they want to do. And it's so different from our times these days. <laughs> exactly. We've really come a long way, baby. I know, right? 
No, I mean, it's, you know, anytime you're, you know, anywhere mythology or, you know, early religion is sort of the basis of your, your government structure, you can kind of get away with a lot of yeah. shit. Yeah, there's a bunch of college students in Sparta at this point, like, that are sort of protesting the whole <laughs> raping I believe thing. in one god, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, this, I mean, this part actually not really in the book. The book is really just the battle. You get a little bit of the beginning, but all the subplot stuff with the Senate, you, well, none of that's in the book. Really, it's yeah, yeah, every, everything. It, work, with, it works really well. Everything with it does. I would, I would have added, guessed it was right? part of the original it plot. It works because it's a movie. It works because <laughs> well, you, need, you. you need those. Mo- <laughs> no, you need those. Mo- you absolutely need those moments, and it's an invention. You need to be I able to break up the. You, you, the you need some kind of parallel yeah. action. You can to cut away from yeah. one sequence of events yeah. to another to it's, it's adjust the, your pacing. It's the difference between Raiders and Indy. Raiders, you cut away to the classroom. You cut away to something else. In you know Temple of Doom, you just go like you're just you're just there. Yeah, interesting distinction. Never thought of that. That's a good point. That was my freshman. Uh, like film guy professor taught me that like it was just sort of like you know of the two movies which you prefer everyone said Raiders no one can pinpoint why because you can catch your breath you can catch your breath in Raiders and therefore you appreciate the set pieces more now this That's is really interesting I'd never thought of that this scene is actually why the uh, the other scene the the you know the the companion scene in Watchmen was a little less serious in, right. in the choice of music and everything because he was Wait, like why? Because he was like, I already did the really serious, like intense sex scene, so I gotta, I don't want to become the guy who's always doing that, so I right. gotta kind of undercut myself a little bit here. Aside from the fact that that's kind of part of Watchmen as a whole is undercutting itself right. kind of constantly. Right. But this is a really well yeah. edited movie. Uh, yeah, it is. It really is. And uh, and the I, the name of the editor is forget it is Escape Me, and I'm gonna kill myself for it. But it's the same one that uh, that he uses for most of them. Uh, Matt will have it up on the show notes, I'm sure. Um, the name that does, and we'll speak more a little bit later once we actually get to some fighting. But the name that does speak to me quite a bit is Damon Caro, the fight choreographer for this. I keep as thinking well that's as... Nathan Fillion. Stop looking like Nathan Fillion. <laughs> well, the guy next to Take him off looks, your Fillion like, nose. looks like uh, Hugo Weaving almost. Yeah, like on yeah, the yeah, yeah. left yeah, there. Yeah. And most, I mean, the the big one, you know, back the no. the the evil guy is Dominic West from yeah. The Wire back back home right now. Most of these guys are younger. When yeah. this guy just blurts something out, I'm like, the, in other movies, this is the guy that gets like socked in the neck for doing that. <laughs> I know, right? You know, he's the red shirt. Yeah, exactly. He's the red shirt well, he's one. he's the yeah, he's the guy who's like, shut up, stay in line, you know. But he doesn't do that. But on the other hand, he's Scotty's nephew from Star Trek yeah. too, pretty much. Yeah. But on the other hand, we haven't, um, you know, something something Trey probably would have brought up if he was here, um, is we haven't seen any kind of save the cat moment or anything. We we like no. Leonidas because he's fucking just killed a guy for almost. Because no yeah. he's a badass for the exact opposite reason. And this is more like <laughs> kill the dog to save yeah, the cat. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then their whole setup in the beginning of this is what Spartan society is. Yeah. That's a shit ton of like kick the cat moments. Yeah. Described as if they're save the cat. Yeah. They have to, you know, steal to survive. Yeah. We make them steal and kill even if they have to because that's what we do because we're Spartans. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, all, that's really awful. It's so, it's so well put together because it's like, isn't this awesome? And you're totally like, yes, yeah. it is. It totally is, but man. But what they're saying is like, no, you have to steal and kill other people, yeah. you know, just to eat to prove that you're good enough. And like, yeah. oh, that's. Look at these. No, fags. I'm not actually okay with <laughs> yeah. that. I would actually protest that. If Don't it go were to not war. To- yeah. Uh, dude, <laughs> the guy from Sparta. the wire. The guy from the wire can just look evil when, like, you just trim his goatee a certain way, and he just looks like fifty percent more dick. Uh-huh. He's just, it's just whatever reason you look just at him, a smirk. Him. Yeah. Well, the loincloth helps with that too. Right. He has a rat tail. How is he badass? I can't make it work in my head. Actually, there's a thing for that because 
you wouldn't back then warriors wouldn't have long hair because in the front they could grab your hair to cut you right but they would they would keep short hair up front but the party in the back as it were because <laughs> in the there was nothing in the front to grab out, grab onto but they would never turn their back to run away so they could keep the back long so they did all that just to keep their mullet Yes, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> wow. uh, not a lot of disconnect. Dork man, you had a you had like a Padawan braid, right? I uh, not a braid, not the braid down the ear because that's dumb. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's dumb. Yeah, tell us about your rat tail. tail. Yeah, okay. the, the rat tail instead. <laughs> but the ponytail's dumb. You know, I, I, the, okay, I the will... ponytail down one side. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You can't excuse as any other thing, but I'm a Padawan from Star Wars. Right, like the the rat tail or whatever is like at least a pseudo hairstyle as opposed right. to like. I didn't have the pigtail out of one side of my head. Or in something. 1992, maybe. Too. Yeah. Huh? In 1992, maybe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, everyone knew what it was still. The pony. Come on. Eddie, <laughs> have you remembered who the editor for this film was yet? Uh, I want to say William Hoy. Oh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, he's uh, he stayed with Snyder, I think, for most of his stuff. I can't remember his stuff before Snyder, but I know he did. Uh, I'm not sure he's on for Dawn of the Dead. He was on for this, he was on for Watchmen. I actually. This is, I like how they just made their creed a dialogue line. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like a it's like a tender moment between man and yeah. wife. It is kind of an as you know moment, but it doesn't m- hurt my feelings. How's it an as you know? It's really because it's like know. as you know, what you have to do is come back on your oh. with your sorter on it. Or it's kind of like just saying, "Honey, have a good day at work." You know, yeah. it's kind of like just saying, "Honey, yeah, yeah, yeah. kick ass." It's not. Today. A, it's not really as you know scene. Yeah, it's just such. I, I get it's what like, you're but it's, I, like, I, it's like if you try to recite to someone like going off to do business, the capitalist motto, yeah. and it's like, read is good, trade barter. Yeah, Goodbye. this is this is probably more the thing where it's like that's for people who didn't know that was the Spartan credo and were like, this is how these people be, y'all. You know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing. It's spoon feeding your your history. Yeah, you know a little I mean? bit. It's... But I was I was proud of myself. I'm like, oh, I totally learned that in history class. I mean, it's like you know, sh- sh- and <laughs> I know what that means, <laughs> and I'm not. Trying I would pay the attention yeah, that day. It's crazy. He's gonna die. You know, I'm not trying to compare. <laughs> I'm not trying to compare Frank Miller to Shakespeare, but it's like if you read Henry V, you know, by Shakespeare. You know, the St. Christmas Day speech probably didn't happen exactly like that either. You know what I mean? You know, that's, I mean. No, I was actually going to make that uh, comparison. It's Frank Miller is very much Shakespearean in the way Shakespeare, Shakespeare kind of took key events from history. Punctuates them, yeah. And, and just took the essence of them and kind of fucked with them for his own purposes. No, yeah, no. And that's no. why that's what Frank Miller is oh, doing. And there's our, there's our first hint of the genetic freak uh, that, that, that inhabits this world. I forget, and his name is escaping me now, but I'll catch up on it. And and oh, Dorman pointed out earlier, but that is a badass flute. That is <laughs> like even the even the flutist like is pretty. He's fucking like the hardcore. he's like the Jimmy Page of flutists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Page. He's got two. He's got in a his double neck hand. flute. He's man. got the twelve string <laughs> flute. He's got the acoustic electric flute. No piccolos for. And these by the way, got, you want to know why there's no tuba? Because it's that big. Yeah, exactly. The, the guy playing the sousaphone you know, is back yeah. home trying to lift it. You know why there's no tuba? Because there's only 300 of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love the difference in nationality is explained with slightly different leather straps yeah. with no shirt. <laughs> well, they don't have the capes either. Uh, they, they're, they're not capeless, fancy. yeah. They're not the supermen here. Now, obviously, the Spartan hoplites did wear shirts, <laughs> probably wore pants too, and usually probably some sort armor. of light bronze yeah. armor. Yeah. Were they, now, that said, they it, do it, wear shorts. They in the, in wear the shorts. book, were they topless? Absolutely. Everything you are seeing now is the book, I mean, with very few exceptions. Like, from the color tone, the washout that they do, uh, to the the bright red of the capes especially. Um, you know, Frank Miller's art style is kind of punctuated by 
chunky color blocking of a certain element with sort of desaturated elements, a lot of, you know, black shadow that you see. The spirit, as drawn by Will Eisner, never looked like that, but that's how Frank Miller made him look. That's not actually a profession, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming is not <laughs> a profession. Otherwise, well, I, I just, just like the idea. Yeah, it is. In Sparta, yes, it is. <laughs> I just like the clear. idea where it's like, Spartans, what is your profession? Who? <laughs> Which? Him? What? Because they're different for all of us, you know. <laughs> Saying communism or anything. Come on. <laughs> We're not oh, commies. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Hydro capes. His name does look like dildos. Yeah. I know. That, yeah, we have the subtitles here on at the. Uh, at and the, his name is Dilio. His name is Dilio. So we just yeah, the origin of the phrase "what the Dilio." Not true. Not true at all. <laughs> Contrary to popular. <laughs> just belief. so you guys. know. I don't care. I'm believing it. <laughs> <laughs> Does dildos have an e in it, or is it just dildos? No, it's uh, well, dildos. E. It has an e. Okay, good. Not that dildos. I have extensive <laughs> dildo spelling experience. Multiple but I believe dildo. It's with yeah. <laughs> Dimitri Martin was like, "I hope I'm never again in a situation where I have to articulate the spelling of multiple dildos." <laughs> now that is a nice point. The the counterweight at the back of the spear incredibly important um, uh, to to that. It's 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 there for a reason. It can be used as a weapon. They use it al- almost as like a blunt. Yeah, you uh, could thwack someone with that. Pretty you could well. absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. Bronze Age swords as well, not very sharp, but you you crack somebody with it, you're going through bone. Even though the blade itself, you could probably run the blade along your hand and not cut yourself. A Bronze Age short sword like that. So the spear is the counterweight just for balance? So for balance. Can, so you for can throwing it, it or for what? Thro- well, no, not just throwing, but for thrusting and stabbing. You see that in... Uh, it carries its weight perfectly. The, the fighting style that influ- that influenced Damon Caro in making, uh, developing the style, because this style of fighting is lost to history. But the one that was influential was um, Eskrima, Arnis, the Filipino martial arts, because Filipino martial arts actually use uh, different ranges of spear and stick or spear and knife, spear and, and you know, the, the long range with the short range as well, which is closest to what we had in ancient Sparta of using a spear as and shield as a primary weapon and then resorting to a sword if you lost your spear. These guys were packing. And they had no yeah. pockets. Yeah, and, the, and they just the, had well, hips. The, the 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 sword is carried in the shield. There's a there's a scabbard in the shield for it, which is why oftentimes in this movie they just turn and then all of a sudden they have a sword because they're drawing it from their shield. That is a great place for a sword. Do you guys I know, know, right? <laughs> really? I know this is a myth. Is it in any way true? What did the Spartans have to fight for their? Their their land and, oh and, yeah and absolutely outrageously disproportionate oh world. yeah the, the, the story of the three hundred Spartans is true. totally true the Battle of Thermopylae the Battle of Thermopylae is what's here and they, that's, that's they refer to it true. as the hot gates, the hot gates that's yeah. the English translation of Thermopylae yep and and the uh, while the while it's not necessarily a million man army even conservative estimates place the Persian forces as around three hundred Spartans with a small cadre of six thousand Greeks backing them up. But against small cadre yeah. of six thousand versus three hundred thousand versus like several right. hundred thousand people, but because of the geography of the gates, which we kind of lose in this movie a little they bit, they sort of bottleneck. They bottleneck exactly. and, and and the 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 phalanx. The phalanx is what made them because they literally just crashed on the shields and they had to do very little to just force them into Keep the, into the ocean. Them. Yeah, so yeah. Spartans are kind of pussies. No, they're no, <laughs> no, no. They're they, smart. They, they, they were kept smart. Up, they they were smart. They were in shape because they fought for about four days straight before they finally fell. You know, it's. I mean, it's. They deserve all the props that they do, and really, in a lot of ways, as Frank Miller puts it, these guys saved what we now know as Western civilization because they kept the Persian army back for as long as they could for the the main Greek and Spartan armies to gather and sort of recuperate. They were able to properly fend them off. Otherwise, there's a good chance what we now know as Western civilization would not have ex- existed the way it does. Jesus. I know, right? I also just thought of a good sequel because since we don't know how it ended, maybe he lived. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's really happy making chairs in Portland somewhere. 
Leonidas kind of just gave up his life of badass. David Thewlis. I was also really happy to back see. into it. Started wearing Burks. We can only have that that sequel about twenty years from now, though. You know the the call him back. <laughs> 300 or die hard. I don't know. Now, th- this <laughs> moment in the book is actually quite shorter, but because it's such a striking image, like Zach actually kind of stretches it out. Yeah. Zach is very indulgent with the slow-mo. Let's be, let's be real about it, but yeah. he, he does it with there's, good effect. Especially the, uh, well, the, the speed in ramping movie? in particular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. just slow-mo. But speed yeah. ramping? Yeah. that's and, and as an editor who works in reality and knows his way around a speed ramp or two, <laughs> it's weird to see sort of techniques that were frowned upon 10 years ago make their way into mainstream film. Speed ramping was frowned upon? Indulgent, indulgent, in an well, indulgent w- way. Well, was it when it was frowned upon? Was it being used stylistically, or was it like music? Re- it was considered music video cutting. It was considered like, even though people that was said by people who didn't know their history well enough, because Russians were doing that shit in the forties. You know, what I mean, like the uh, you know, and Charlie Chaplin did that shit. You know, I love speed ramping personally. I do too, but it's like it, I love it's, speed and I love ramps. It was so considered like a music video style in. MTV technique. Right. You know, that's cool. Which is tree of bodies. That's where. But everyone's just okay with it now. Everyone's like MTV cutting. Yeah. What else you're gonna do? It also it also just depends (laughs) on the material you're working with. Put more cuts in here. It depends on also the material you're working with, and it can be too much. Like when you watch the Saw franchise movies, that shit just drives me crazy. Like thirty stacks of sound design, and anytime the camera moves, you get a whoosh. You know, I'd be a slave if I didn't have to die in war. It's like what Patton Oswalt says about the Oswalt family crest, you know, just eyes rolling and to one side fuck and, and some potato chips and fuck. And just like fuck this. Like just let's leave the battlefield. Stop filling it. Damn it, that guy looks so much like me. It's and he doesn't. He doesn't. It's that's, just the, the the grand contours of his face say Fillion to me. That's one of the few like sort of establishing shots of the hot gates that we get that show just how narrow of a corridor it actually was. Yeah, they do that at the beginning right here, and then they never really go they, back yeah, to the geography of the place. That's a small criticism I have. Is like I, I think a li- just maybe just a couple other wider shots would yeah. have helped remind people at least like about and and really I mean I, again it's a nitpick, but they're you know. not yeah. they're not entirely accurate in terms of using it because they go rampaging right out into the open field yeah. to take on the other army. Like you don't really get the sense of uh, you know we're bottlenecking them yeah. that much in this film, which is I mean. I like the movie, but yeah, no, there's, I mean, there's, <laughs> but as no, far as tech, as far it's a, as it's a fair point, but a minor one, go, yeah. yeah. But once we, you, know, you miss the reason that they went to this location to right. do yeah. it, you know. Even though I mean, they they explain it and they show it right here, but you f- you forget about it after a while, yeah. and they never they never really go back to remind I you. I love how happy they are right yeah. here. They're just so they're just so giddy. Yeah, it's like Dollhouse got renewed for a third season yeah. or something. They're just like excited, and <laughs> they're just people are just these ships are just completely inverted, and thousands of people are dead. And ex- except for the king, who's yeah, just know, right? like, hmm. <laughs> the king who uh, who was Apollo on Lost, if you're a Lost fan, uh, who, yeah, yeah, who was the much reviled Nikki and Apollo. If you're a Lost fan, you know who Nikki and Apollo are and, and how much they sucked and how much they just drugged the <laughs> show down. And, uh, but yeah, the guy who plays uh, Xerxes was that guy. And, they uh, weren't around for that long because the fans hated them. There's a know, huge campaign, and then they just were unceremoniously killed I in d- the third season. Spoiler. <laughs> I don't understand how they could be ha- that hated when they were not around for that much. Because they time. just were introduced out of nowhere. It's like it's like literally in the middle of the third season. Oh, these guys have been here the entire time, and we've never actually like spent a minute with them. That was like the. But that was a criticism I had with the show before. Is like you had right. these five you know survivors that you were main cast, <laughs> right? And then supposedly there were like forty other people that you just never encountered <laughs> that were just hanging out on the beach the whole time. We should probably focus on Lena Headley's top that she's wearing. Um, I know I am. I have been focusing on it. You guys and were talking. ask ourselves why. No. <laughs> anyway. Shut up. Um, Dude, you get Spartans. 
We no, get I'm, her. I was, you get 300. We get one. Oh, well, just, that's fair. But I was... <laughs> and oddly poetic. I was... Hey, I was trying to pretend to be a straight guy and say, let's fo- focus on... Ask ourselves why she's wearing a top. I was I was trying to oh, go I there for you. Oh, oh, it was good. Like, like when I complimented Taking Brian for the team. I did. Good. I was. I was. Like he says, I get 300, so... Gorgo! <laughs> what am I going to do? It's not easy to find like a 65-year-old really, really cut guy. Yeah, that, I thought that was crazy. Every, I, in fact, when I was <laughs> his face was makeup. When I was when I was watching it, like you could hear the whole audience going, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> like that guy is ripped. <laughs> Everyone looking at their popcorn, like questioningly, like, "What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> there's a there's an old guy I used to train with at the at the Machado uh, Jiu Jitsu school that I used to train out with, and. Uh, he was 68, and he used to just kick my ass repeatedly. And he used to—I mean, he used to hit like fancy shit too. Did like, you start to call him dad? No, he, the grandpa age. Like he had white hair and like. Oh wow! Yeah, he was—I mean—and he was like thin, but he man, he just fucking. Anytime I, ass. I see a suitably impressive, I'll say old, like after yeah. 60, old guy, suitably impressive. Yeah. I start thinking in terms of that guy is my king. Right. Like, I actually know a guy at work that I call Epic Beard Man. <laughs> the, the Kung Fu school I go to is run by a Chinese guy who's from China, right. and his, his father is like the Tai Chi grandmaster of oh, the cool. world, basically. Is your Kung Fu strong? Uh, his is. <laughs> I've, I haven't been there for a while, and it'll probably kick my ass when I go back. But but his, his father is, is old, and he knows, you know, he does Tai Chi. He doesn't do, like, the crazy stuff or he whatever. But, but he knows, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. He knows not the Tai Bo Tai Chi that no, you're just like, like I'm real... doing exercise. No, we're taking an hour to do the form. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like he like it's the kind of thing where I would go over there um, to his house because he'd created like a new form and I was videotaping right. it for him and stuff. And he would just like pat me on the shoulder or something, and I would I'd be like, he could crush my bones right. with that hand. <laughs> like he's not he's not being hard about it, but I can just feel the power in his I thought hand you were when he say, taps, pats he would me, pat me on, on the shoulder. shoulder. And I would say, ow. Yeah. <laughs> Now this this is a a we, very cool mustache. We get sort of our <laughs> we get sort of the closest thing we have to a theme in this movie, sort of in the setup, in the sense that you know the difference between the Persian and the Spartans is that the Spartans are fighting because it's their home and they're defending it, and you know it's more of a sense of reward as opposed and to a the sense Persians of punishment. Are all sick it's all yeah a sense of punishment, and will you know I'll I'll murder a thousand people to get move one inch or whatever, and that's the difference. That's why you know one ultimately succeeds and one doesn't. And real bronze age swords don't actually look like that. That's an incredibly stylized. Uh, uh, it's not a glaive, and certainly not a cestus. I forget the name of it, but I know, I know, I know for me personally, that blade took me right out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. That's okay. Hey, you have Star Trek. I have fighting I know, movies. I like know. I have, like Dorkman and I we have Karate have Kid. Okay, like that's <laughs> where we're coming from. Like I said in the thread, we all have our own thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does that make sense? Using ancient stones and also about a thousand cadavers. Yeah, you know, that we just happen to find. Why did they just use the stones from the bosom? There's like a whole body they could have taken stones from. The, you know, it's well, that they, flowery they, language. Greek, <laughs> Greek has had money yeah, problems for okay. a long time. All right, I'm, and, su- I'm surprised way, this wasn't a 3D movie. I'm surprised they did that not in a 3D movie. Exactly. <laughs> That's a nice jump. You'll you'll see it properly later on, but it, that actually is a technique from uh, Muay Thai boxing and referred to as jumping a, with your le- like your feet up. Uh, it's it's a they call it, that's not a perfect example. You'll see the the main example later, but it's called a Superman punch, and it evolved mm-hmm. from it's a technique you would do to if you were you would fake throwing the rear leg as a kick, like you would fake chamber the leg, and then you would hop with the planted leg, come over with the fist, because the idea is if you fake that kick, the person's guard goes down, and then when you close the distance with the hop and the punch. 
you you get a clean shot on their head because their guard comes down. That move has been adapted into also to Troy. Brad Pitt opens with yeah. that. You'll see it like nine times in this movie. It's very. It looks very pretty, and that's why a lot of fighters nowadays and, and like mixed martial arts do it because. It looks kind of cool, and it actually kind of works because it's that half second. Like your your entire flying body is behind the punch, not just the force of your shoulder. Yeah, it's and 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 realistically, you throw a couple kicks first to set it up, and then you do that, and the hop is very small. But in a in a movie, they fly forty feet. That's there's a a great line. That's a great line that again is also apparently historically not accurate to this situation, but but it was actually said in like. Two, two armies talking shit at each other like that happened and the, it's like oh my god the modern the modern greek <laughs> army has that written on a patch on their shoulder wow like, yeah that's cool. like on their uniform one of the things i was really su- oh look at that guy one of the things that was really surprising for me they did a episode of mythbusters that had to do with like a thousand arrows shooting and they shot it from every angle like mythbusters do and they had even referenced the well blood out the sun thing right they had 10 cameras several of which were redundant yeah and they never had one in the path of the arrows looking up at them. I figured they'd have at least one camera looking up at the arrows so we could see the arrows doing that thing. (laughs) Not one camera. They they, they destroy cameras for fun. Yeah, I was going to say, they must value their cameras a lot. Now, this is true. Now, the reason why he's kind of rejected is because he can't properly make a phalanx, and the phalanx is so key not only to Bronze Age fighting But style. he wasn't Quasimodo completely. No, this no. Just, yeah. This Eddie? was, again, more propaganda to be like, fuck this guy. He was totally fucked up. Eddie? Yes, sir. A what? Phalanx. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's shield overlapping shield. It's a certain formation you stand. Plus, with the spears, the idea is that you essentially make an overlapping wall of shield that's virtually impenetrable. And, then, and that's why you have spears as a ranged weapon because you can actually control a little bit of distance. And there's techniques they would do where they would push and therefore cause the you know the 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 front line to retreat and then they would have skirmishers go out and kind of clear the field a little bit then they would reform the phalanx and push again you, this movie actually does a very good example of illustrating the the tactics used in a phalanx and how it was key to sort of victory for these guys it's also one of the first units you can build in civilization absolutely in civ 4 yeah, yeah. absolutely Actually, I don't know if it's in Civ Four. I remember it, it from like Civ Two. Civ Two, yeah, but I, 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 it should still be a hoplite. Is still, you know, yeah, very similar. This, uh, you know, this guy in the uh, in the hunchback outfit is probably the one who went through the most physical exertion. No in this kidding, movie, right? Quite frankly, because that's a, that's a getup. And I wish yeah. you were here to kind of speak on the the rigging that guy must be wearing. But that that is some crazy shit. Yeah. That or yeah, well, or the magical Anubis we see later on in the harem yeah. that just kind of comes out. Well, because he's he's totally. I mean, he's physically hunching over yeah. the entire time yeah. he performs. Like he's got to just totally fuck up his back <laughs> to play this role. Probably probably more comfortable than the human centipede, but still, yeah. I would say pretty uncomfortable. This has been a long week for the human centipede news. Jesus hasn't it? Christ, dude! I like I saw the trailer for that, and I've just been I read about it haunting my nightmares know, two years ago, like everyone else did. But I was really happy to be done with it. Yeah, right. This last week has been. Big on human that and a Serbian film, yeah, yeah, yep, that one too. But yeah, so um, the this, uh, the, the big the digital eye enlargement is a little less successful than I remember it being. On this, it works this in time. some shots. It's when it's in that. shade that it's kind of like they're trying to make it brighter, so you're like, trying, my God, it's a big eye. Yeah, yeah. but we've seen it. Footprint yeah. in the snow, guys. Come on, just once. That's a good twice. point. Yeah, Fialtes. There's his name. Fialtes. Yeah. And, how, and that's the good thing about this movie, and I've read the book and I've seen the movie a bunch of times, and the character names, the characters are so iconic and vibrant, you don't necessarily attach them to names. You They just sort of resonate. You uh-huh. don't, 
if you were a real warrior, you would be able to throw the fucking thing. You were wrong. <laughs> Hurl! It just kind of falls out of his hand. I know. Oh, well, okay. Maybe you had a point. Maybe. I don't know. It's like one of my favorite sight gags from SpongeBob. He's playing volleyball. And he, the ball comes over the net. And he just reaches up, slap it. And it just hits his palm and just goes straight down. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, oh, is this the bit with the elephants? He shut down the uh, Tyrannosaur paddock. Yeah. Oh, so that Ooh. thing you and said... You get, you get a hint of, like, pleasure. They really do kind that of, is like... fucking yeah. awesome. This is what they're bred to do, you yeah. know? I think the foreground is plates. I do I do, I do, do like <laughs> the bits... The background bits. is massive. I do like the bits where it's, like, you, you get a sense where it's, like, oh, that thing they were saying about uh, the marching shakes the earth, that wasn't bullshit, apparently. Holy crap, <laughs> that's actually a real Guys, thing. Guys, I'm a little worried a about the blotting out the sun thing, because no. if that wasn't hyperbole, oh, my God. Hmm. Now, I, there's a lot of tactical stuff to say, but I'm going to let this moment play, because this is so fucking awesome. Another big cheering in the audience moment, and I was there at Comic Con when they showed the four minutes of footage before that, you know, the world premiere of that footage that they had to play twice because we wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> and um, but yeah, that was like the big like holy fuck! They, not only did they get it right, but it works. It's one of those things that actually <laughs> survives translation. Guys, podcast talk. I know, yeah. right? That's We're all just see, watching the awesome. Like, all right, I will talk. That guy uh, looks like Hugo Weaving, too. A little bit, yeah. They should have just cast everyone as Hugo <laughs> Weaving another, except the main Spartans. Another very important reason why they were like able the to Matrix survive did. this. Anyway. Yeah, another reason why they were able to survive this is because it was, for the for the Spartans, it was... Where's your establishing shot, Eddie? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you see it a little bit, yeah. You see, the br- it was literally the Bronze Age. It, they had bronze shields and they had armor. But the Persians were had literally wicker shields and leather armor. So the weapons would generally go through. They would have a much higher kill ratio than the uh, Persians would to them. That's why they suffered so few casualties, especially in the first wave. The first day, I think they only lost, I think, seven Spartans, um, which is just insane, partially because... The uh the weather oh, here you the, go the, the yeah, yeah there we go there there it is it's just you're you're geeking out so much about the other stuff you kind yeah, of forget, you forget them forget you know? those yeah you're like yeah, I remember Jared Butler screaming at me I don't and remember it's the, the large the, the long shot. steady cam shot yeah. is the one you remember that's a great POV shot too yeah. over, through the uh the the shields but yeah you can see them and they do a good job recreating the wicker shields yeah it's a hardened wicker that you know it was like a triple weave and then ow, soaked ow, ow, <laughs> ow, stop ow! yeah. That sucks. I yeah. just want to see the who. Here we go. <laughs> nice I was trying little... to figure out how to make a concert joke to equally yeah. beat me to it. And I'm so glad that they did this for a little bit before it was just they went right into the choreography. Before I'm it was glad, a straight up rape. I'm glad that it was just, yeah. I'm glad that it was. <laughs> the sword rape, as we yeah. call it. I'm glad that it was just, you know, gritty and ugly and brutal and, and literally, guys, your own men pushing on your back with shields and you literally have, like, no t- choice but to be tough. Yeah. And that, that and great that, little go. moment. Uh, Boom! Yeah. Of where they stop. Yeah, see the wicker shield. Back. Yeah. Yeah. I had a buddy who's a uh, free climber. He would climb up rocks with very little uh, nice. in the way of safety. Uh, and he cut his uh, bicep very deeply. Ooh. And over the course, he would have been fine. Had he had any way to just rappel back down, but he uh-huh. had to climb up. Ooh. By the time he got up there, his muscle had pretty much been torn in half. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Imagine climbing up, tearing your muscle in half. Wow. I just thought about that, watching that spear go. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah you probably need that arm. Which is, again, why they actually did wear oh, armor. Oh, my God. That, I know, right? <laughs> like eight people <laughs> killed that guy. He was such a dick. Yeah. He needed to go. So, uh, Dorkman, let's, let's, let's go on the blood. 
Yeah, I want to hear about the blood. That's my big thing. Because VFX is not. I'm not. Well, as, I mean, well, there's so much VFX. Everything we've been watching like know, has been on blue screen. Like we haven't even addressed it, but all the backgrounds have just been. You know, it, what it might be. Um, I don't know this for a fact, but I know that the arrows and blood were done by a single company, mm-hmm. okay. and they're the two things that are sort of not working for me the whole time. Interesting. <laughs> it might have been that they gave everyone the job of blue screening, and they gave this guy. The Here guy we this. go. Here we go. Yeah. This is the big shot. This is the, 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 the big speed ramped one as it were. Yeah. But also a digital camera in the zooms that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. they're actually, this is an entirely digital zoom. They shot it, I think, at 8K. Yeah. And they were doing all the distortion oh. of the moving through it. I don't believe that's true. I think uh, What I heard, uh, y- you 8K. may be right, but what I heard was that they sh- they shot it with two cameras on a steady cam with two separate lenses and they just morphed between them basically yeah, that's right. i just remember there was there was a lot of digital transitions uh-huh. and digitally faking what see, happened so now yeah. yeah yeah they they fa- they did fake it they turned it to a morph to create a zoom see, yeah. so it, after it, he it threw his spear it has a weird spear, but really cool look to it oh yeah it's great after he threw his spear that's when he transitions a sword yeah. cuz you know the spear is obviously the better weapon but once you get into really close melee combat you kind of need to ditch it so that's why he and chose the leg it. is oh, great oh so good but this again all on all on blue <laughs> screen <laughs> all being on, Dude, the, the wall back there and everything is all, yep. uh, yeah. um, you know, composite. And that that is speed ramping to beautiful effect, where yeah. it actually accentuates the choreography, I've, accentuates the moment. It's exactly. I've only seen them try that kind of style, uh, that that zooming thing in one other movie, and that was Ninja Assassin, right, which I still <laughs> haven't seen. Yeah, kind of need to see that. That does, was. Does the uh, fight choreography for this movie work? Absolutely. Are there, are there yeah, moments? Absolutely. Are there moments of no, not that? No, I mean it's it, it, it's true to the world that's created, which exactly. is this this hyper stylized, told from the perspective of of the heroes. So therefore, it absolutely works. It's not necessarily the most realistic but it's got it's grounded in enough realism to where and real technique and and real things that they're doing uh and it makes a logical sense that that's created in this world and like i said you know how spartans fought and that's straight from the book that is straight from the book oh yeah there's actually a lot of big narration dialogue happening over that page but that's like that's what you call a half splash page when it's half of a whole page just and if, if i was in that situation i would have been like they're gonna push us off we've still got 20 feet all right bye Run, jump, <laughs> yeah, clear the rocks. <laughs> of course, of course, the um, you know they're they're being portrayed as cowards, the Persians. But it's like you watch it and you're like, at least try a stab, you guys. <laughs> like, like if you're going off the cliff anyway, just start poking. Like you'll hit something or they'll kill you first or whatever. But and you're that gonna is die. Such there you a go. Great the, shot. That's great. Perfect. I mean, this is one of those moments that, like, by this point, I was completely sold. I'm like, yep. Even if the movie sucks from here on out, I'm, 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 my movie, my money is well spent. Because of he got things like this done so extremely right. Something I hadn't thought of until I think it was an episode of Mythbusters, different episode about arrows, is that it's not just that uh, war arrows are pointy mm-hmm. and they'll pierce you. It's that they're heavy and yeah. they're fast. So it's not just it's going to go into your body and kill you. It's going to knock you the fuck down. It it's, is a big, heavy stick hitting you and going in. It's advancement of technology. You know, bronze was the first metal that they could effectively smelt. And so bronze is a very heavy, you know. It's very smelty. Yeah. So, and I mean, as ancient history iron tells can't us. can't fly. You know what I mean? Like, and the, as ancient history tells us, those who smelt it did dealt it. Ah, interesting. But iron cannot sink. This I don't remember from being in the book, but God damn it, that's a great thing. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing right there. It's very badass as a shot, and it's badass as a character moment. Because that guy, like, imagine fighting the guy. You know he's seen about 10,000 of you already. Right. And he's just got a bunch of cut-off arrows in his shield, and he's just running at you. 
Yeah. Oh, sh- oh shit. Right. Well, exactly. Oh, oh, holy shit. If you've got and you've got all the arrow stems, and it's like this is even better. Come run at us. Come on. <laughs> you know, I think you know, the, the, we the got atta- this for free just now. I will as stab you. You're like, what am I going to do differently than the guy before me? And give yeah. you splinters. Hmm. Another very small thing that they got right. As soon as they saw cavalry coming in, they didn't just form a standard phalanx. They formed a wedge. And a wedge is effective against the cavalry because the horses actually have to break around, and the people on either side of the wedge can actually stab. Uh, and have a better uh, vantage to stab the horses as they're coming by. So, I mean, they they definitely did the research, and they definitely knew what they were doing, and I give a lot of credit to Damon Carroll, and not only that, but to Zack Snyder as well, who does train, who... Uh, oh, don't hit the horse! I know, it's rough, it's rough. Who trains at the uh, the Dan Inasano Academy, where he met Damon Carroll back in the day. Uh, Dan Inasano was Bruce Lee's uh, training partner, best friend, and sort of the torchbearer of Jeet Kune Do. I, know, I think I mentioned this on Watchmen, but... Um, but because Zach trains, because Zach knows a little bit about fighting, it so helps inform these action set pieces. He can have a really good reference point. It's not like, you know, I remember when Kevin Smith was going to direct Green Hornet. He's like, oh, I'll just get a second unit director to do all the action. And it's like, no, dude, it, it helps if you know a little bit about it as well. That is some gooey blood. Yeah, I don't mind the uh, the digital blood because I'm just like, well, it's that kind of movie. No, I enjoy. You know, I'm it. just, I'm just accepting. It's, it's, it's not you know, it's not a cop out on their part. It's an intentional stylistic exactly, choice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it's that's a, a concept that I love is that you can do something that looks like shit as long as everyone knows that you decided to do that. Yeah, exactly. You can get and you can get away with a really cheap show or movie that way too, as long as you say, I am decidedly making this grainy and black and white and kind of blurry sometimes. Everyone knows that's something you did. Whereas if you shoot On in purpose. color, if you shoot in color with your GL two, and it just sort of looks like fucking mini DV footage. Right. It's like, I think you were trying, but yeah. it looks yeah. like you're not very good. Well, that's a, and, you the know, decision if, represents at least some you know competency. I, one of my teachers early on said, "These are the rules. You can break any or all of them at any time." If you know how you're breaking them, and if you know why, right? And if you yeah. can stand behind the, that decision, the feel why, free. the yeah. why is the important. Yeah, break the rules, but do it for a reason. Right. Don't do it yeah. just to do it. Exactly. Understand that you're breaking a rule, and don't just do it because you don't know any better. Right. Or you think you're being too clever by half, yeah. and yeah. you just you, you think you're being unique when really, you, no, you just don't know you, what you're doing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I love this movie so much, but I completely resent the wave of implementations that sort of came after this. You know what I mean? Really? What? Well, Which like, ones? Not, well, meet the Spartans. But, um, <laughs> but no, not only that, but just like in the sense that, you know, the, the little things that other movies I think took from this like what you're saying with Ninja Assassin sounds a little bit like that and that it just I think are less successful and you know well that happens with every everything you know, every the Matrix thing, yeah. it, like oh my god we yeah could never I know, I know see what's it again I mean I time. I you know I I yeah. did commercials <laughs> <laughs> well that no, either yeah, bullet, the bullet bullet time yeah the you know bullet time you saw that effect everywhere you saw Kung Fu everywhere after yeah. the Matrix and and you know and, and someone who which like, I wouldn't have minded if it was actually good in most of the movies right, where it showed right. up you know but it wasn't well choreographed or executed no. or shot that's another thing like you were saying about this because he's someone who trains and understands fighting and stuff like that I appreciate the fact that he knows how to shoot it right. and just kind of get out of its way and show what's going on right. as opposed to like oh, we'll just point some cameras at it and cut and you know they'll get it people getting punched or whatever yeah my, my wife is a my wife's a professional dancer and and she she likes she only likes watching 
she doesn't like watching a lot of dance movies unless they're directed by someone who has like a bit of a dance background because too often people like cut really quickly around it but as with a fight as with a dance you just want the camera to be locked back maybe accentuate certain things but yes, you don't want it totally. to, to, or to cut show, away like um, um, Chicago yeah. I thought was a great Chicago's example that's a good great. example but yeah, yeah. But, but because he has that background he, yeah. you know, he, can, he can do that another great example because he knows what he's doing he's, he's not like you say he's not breaking the yeah. rules there's a there's a documentary that came out a few years ago called Rise and it's about uh, crumping which is a form of street dancing and um, it, every time you see people dance it is completely still camera because the dance is so dynamic you don't need a lot of I could not agree with you more but not because I know what I'm talking about because I've seen a lot of those uh, like Star Search-ish yeah. new reality shows yeah. where there'll be like a guy that's doing this amazing breakdance routine and they keep doing close-ups on his face yeah. right? or they keep spinning the camera around him and cutting too fast it's like guys I understand that you're trying to make this look really expensive, right? But we're trying to watch the guy. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. My fr- my friend Ali won America's Best Dance Crew last season, and it was so infuriating because they would do awesome, but they would just cut around and they have a camera on. They a do the, the jib. super wide angle jib. Yeah, right. looking up at the top of the auditorium and spinning down the, and spinning over the audience. They've got the a zoom in dolly. Yeah, it was so frustrating to watch sometimes. And I understand they're cutting together dress rehearsal footage and whatever. But hey, so. look, three hundred. Wait, what? Yeah, I know, right? Wait, wait, wait. Back to un- undo three hundred. They they cut in dress rehearsal footage into the live into the final. Into a lot of those shows, yeah. Like, so you think you I know they? I know, know they would. That. Oh yeah, they oh, cheated. Yeah. I know. Reality they do lied that for to me. I know. Well, I'm a liar. What she lied. She I do, lied to us. I, I, I do love this scene. Just, again, a great character scene for, yeah. uh, for <laughs> Leonidas know. where they're like, don't talk to him. He'll, 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 they'll kill you. And he's like, oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> that would solve so many of our problems. And I uh, hope they do. <laughs> and this very broad, the broadest comedy moment they yeah. have here. We, we, no reason we can't be civil. Stab. Yeah. <laughs> But the apple, actually, the apple is from the book. He has actually eating an apple during this this moment. It's a very, very nice little touch that they kept. James T. Leonidas. <laughs> he doesn't like to lose. Although Madonna's this time here. he's going to. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I like how he thinks this is funny. <laughs> he's like, Just look oh. at this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah it's just like. He's, he's just it's, it's like it's like Patton rolling in through West Hollywood. It's yeah. like it's like what the fuck? Come on! They did a really good job with his voice. They made it low, but not so low that you know for a fact that it's modulated. Yeah, it's it's got to be modulated. But you're listening to it, you're like, right? He might just have that voice. Yeah, it's not exactly witness protection or anything like that, but it's it's close to that as far as. But but the, you know when a when a guy is really tall, they sometimes have that voice. We've had know? Lank yeah, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> that his Lank's voice. No, the Matrix Revolutions is Matt's, awesome. Matt's voice isn't that out of the ordinary. Have you ever heard him sing "Beat Prepared"? <laughs> My God. Okay. Well, like he, every he, day, he can go there when he needs to. Sure. I can't Be even do prepared. prepared. Now, I, I wish I knew more about the historical Xerxes, but not exactly as he's portrayed in this movie. Um, yeah. But there was a bit of thing with his father. I do remember historically he was trying to either live up to or uh, exceed the the dynasty that his father had built. I, that's all I really know about That was now, a really cool he, little thing he just did where he's like, I would gladly kill any of my men for victory. Yeah. And Leonidas is like, I would die for any of my men for victory. Yeah. You sh- son of a bitch. <laughs> that's another little broad. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, you don't know our woman. Good. Am I right, fellas? Remote <laughs> controls, right? Yeah. Take my wife, please. But then, but, <laughs> but then he also turns it uh, turns it around and be like, I might as well have brought the women. <laughs> I know, right? Fuck you guys. Seriously, did you see <laughs> us completely murder you and not really lose anybody? Now, I don't like how out of focus the background is, and maybe it's just because he's so weirdly big, uh-huh. but it feels like he should be blurrier. 
Because well, it feels like he... I don't, how know. did they force perspective this? Right. <laughs> Computers are so helpful. Right. I also love how he's giving Leonidas bedroom eyes practically right now. He's just... Well, there's that's de- a great well, close-up too. Like, there's definitely a specific undertone. Oh yeah, to this clearly, scene, obviously. yeah, clearly. What homoeroticism? <laughs> I'm going home in this movie. <laughs> Apparently, Xerxes had ambitions to capture the Jovian system because <laughs> he was going to put Leonidas in I charge really, of I really conquering love that Europa. Close-up. I really love that close-up. I, I just I, every time I see it, it's like it's very Nobody? striking. All right, I gotcha. It's okay. Somebody will be somebody like, will yeah. Like, somebody will like that reference. Somebody at home with their headphones is like. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that person laughs, I guarantee it. <laughs> it's like the MST three gay thing. Not everyone will laugh, but the right person will laugh very hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think kneeling in front of Xerxes it'd be like blowing his kneecaps. I think you have to stand in front of Xerxes. <laughs> yeah. And you also need to like rub you some need petroleum. A step ladder. You need to rub some petroleum jelly on the sides of your mouth. Brian, lady mouth, what do you got? Xerxes is he pre or post Alexander? Uh, pre Alexander. Pre Alexander. Yeah, pre Alexander. Big time. He was the original great big weirdly bi man. Watch Matt completely prove me wrong as I <laughs> as I say that in the show notes. Ah, he's he's calculating as we speak. To the Wikipedia. <laughs> was that a word? What the fuck? <laughs> is Wikipedia. That's good. No 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 no. But He's, this is this is a good example. This is a nice little breath, but it's a good character moment. Yeah. It keep it keeps us going. It's not like we do kind of need. If this was just wall to wall action, it would get pretty old pretty quickly. Although but it's, it's it's nice to. I mean, it, it just. In terms of a historical moment, it's like he's talking about, you know, when I win, I'm going right. to destroy any any evidence that Sparta ever existed. Um, and it's like he could do that. Yeah, he could. Right. That yeah. has happened. You know, Library of Alexandria and stuff like that. And it's like. Dude, you Apocrypha. Men- yeah, you mentioned Wikipedia. And it's like, I'm so glad that it that can practically never happen again. I know, right? Because <laughs> you can't burn Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, we've been harping for a good hour and seven minutes now on how good this movie is. Are there any failures? Unle- except for the, uh, Does it make the any missteps? whole net neutrality thing. Um, so, you know, protect the web and all that. I, I think I think as far there's no failures. I think it's just little gripes, you know? And, and again, well, what are your gripes? Uh, I've, I've mentioned a few as we've gone along as far as, you know, I wish I, they have, yes. Have they you? Have little, little, little tiny nitpicks. ones. I gotta, I gotta say, uh, that's... I, that was kind of a laugh line, too, maybe unintentional, because it's panning away from all these... Uh, naked, oiled up, yeah. almost naked, oiled up man be- going like, I think we're in for one wild night. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, I mean, other than, I'll like, keep watching. Other than the odd dialogue choice or maybe one part that didn't needed to be slowed down as much as it did. Other than that, it's not really, and it really just comes down to preferences. Again, there, there's there's things that are clear violations of things that you could do wrong, mm-hmm. and then it boils down to preference. And, you know, oh, here we go. Uh, the big guy. You might recognize him as a professional wrestler named Kurgan. Uh, he was a Kurgan for a long time in in WWF, um, and you see him quite a bit pop up whenever they need a giant seven foot tall freak to do something freakish. He was also in freaks the, tend to be like that. He was also, I think, he was in the Longest Yard remake, although I'm not sure about that. But uh, these guys we'll are also notes. directly from the comic, and it looks the same as the comic. Yeah, the Immortals. Their, their, their yeah. faces look the same. And the Immortals were pretty badass. The Immortals were sort of like the. You know the the, the 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 Spartans of Persia. Yeah, they weren't the front line. <laughs> they were kind of like the second wave guys. They you know SWAT team. Yeah, I, I'm not sure they actually do wielded katanas, but <laughs> uh, or wakazashis, but they uh, you know. 
But yeah, this wall thing I think actually did exist that they actually and the, the using the bodies as like a roadblock is a big part of phalanx strategy as well. Hey, they're just gonna sit there. Otherwise, I know, right? <laughs> are, what are you gonna do with them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Compost? I don't, yeah, I don't know. There we go. Stab him. Yep. Stab him <laughs> some more. <laughs> more with the stabby. The uh, the and again the the oh, fight. The little Shatner uh, <laughs> uh, fly through the air kick there. Yeah. Spine kick. The uh the the fighting you know it's pretty bare bones as far as technique goes. There's not a number. There's not some crazy number of techniques that they do. They have uh, a few different stabs. They've got a few different shields bashes. But that's that's what makes it great is that they time it well. They they know they're blocking well. They they gauge it well. It's choreographed well. You don't really need fancy moves. You don't need spin kicks. You know you, this isn't. They didn't need to put a dude on wires here. There's no need for it because this shit just feels real it feels like every impact you 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 buy every moment of it there's no there's nothing really that if you break down each move there's nothing terribly fancy about it it's just done very very well these guys would be so tired yeah no you're absolutely right i mean war tires you out the speaking of henry v and the the kenneth Branagh adaptation after they do the initial siege wow kenneth Branagh showed up in this comic i know right <laughs> well no but after after the once one of the breach deer friends after that whole battle where they they get the castle he's talking to i think westmoreland and he's kind of like oh god he's kind of like just sore and like he's trying to stand up that's real like com- like fighting does that to you you know Especially where there's impact with shields and swords. Like, when you hit another dude with a real sword, like a, a two-handed sword, you, that impact goes through your body, you know? I forgot that, that you actually saw their faces, and it's like, oh, they're, they're demons. demons. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, oh, okay, they've got acid for faces. Like, yeah. they're just... <laughs> I think one of the reasons that works, though, is because it really does play as mythology as yep. told by the guy oh, that sure. came back. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. accept History, it, yeah. definitely. Now, but... I didn't accept it the first time through, though. Well, so, I, so I think that's a totally exactly what it is because yeah. now I watch it, I'm like, hell yeah. But the first time I was watching, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Love this. Yeah. Love this. Love this. Want a French kiss this. Look at this. Like, <laughs> that's just such He's, a great choice. When the uh, hatchet flies through and kind of chops yeah. off the hairs of his little... And I, I love on the giant immortal, the, just the, hat. The, the mysterious nub Trojan in his, in his, in his sternum. sternum. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what the hell was that? that? Yeah, that makes... That I always I was like oh that makes my chest hurt just I know, and looking he's, at it he's not exactly like a big muscular dude he's not like uh he's not like the dude at the beginning of Troy who yeah. uh, he's just he's weird just oddly proportioned thing of flesh yeah he's just big but he, but he's just he's, odd he's yeah. Just, yeah his his measurements are all also people back then were like eight inches shorter on average right. So, so that guy could, just be, that guy could just, just be like, a tall guy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great. That's a two. That's a spin move for a uh, reason. He had to do that to generate the proper uh, to velocity to send that blade through. Like it, it didn't exist. And he to get the angle. For yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. He did it. You know, for trajectory, he did that. It was motivated properly. Every time on down in front, there's a really visceral, gross stabbing or something like that. Brian always turns away and faces the back wall. <laughs> were, were you stabbed as a child? I don't deal. I don't deal well with viscera. I, I get you on that. I you know, <laughs> after killing two hundred nitro cycle riding Huns, <laughs> you that, start to lose your. Is taste that my? Is that, that's from my bio page. I, my wife gets such a great kick out of that. Like just that the little bio page there. You're welcome. Thank you. Increasing relations with your wife. That's what Boom. I do. For uh, your for your wife and all wives. Aw, for the ladies and some mothers. Boom! Oh, oh God! Oh. Brian had no problem with that. I don't understand. I would have gone in through the temple if I had. 
I yeah, no, a, a better a better choice would have yeah. been through the the neck or through the yeah. even the ear. That would have been better. So God, nice, the, that was a much better decapitation than Ryan versus Dorkman two. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't decapitated. See, now um, this is the reference okay, to the Acadians slice. and the other Greek soldiers who actually come in to like help. Bifur- they actually did play a part. Bifurcated but, would be the word, right? Yeah, yeah, split in half. Yeah, the, uh, but the, the the importance of the three hundred Spartans is because they were the the first wave. They were. Oh, there you go. I could be a flag guy. They were the tanks, if you will. They were the. <laughs> I could be if, color guard. If this is Warcraft, they were the tanks. You know, they were the ones who, who did this. <laughs> I love. It. They make a wondrous mess with this thing, but they do their part. You know, they're if, cute. If you if you did have to die via sword damage, you would want to do it in a war and not an accident, because at least in a war, your <laughs> adrenaline is so spiked <laughs> yep. that you're just like fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. And Thank you. And yeah. dead. And good night. Not like that guy on that infomercial selling katanas. <laughs> oh, oh man. Ooh ooh ooh. I gotta go. Did you ever see the old, really old SNL skit where it's like? Uh, uh, Belushi, Belushi yeah, yeah, is yeah. the samurai deli the samurai guy. Did, yeah, of course. He's got the sword. That's the classic. Classic. hamburger, hamburger. Yeah, yeah. Classic. He he reaches back behind him and slices the guest uh, <laughs> who's playing the other guy in the in the sketch, like <laughs> yeah. in the forehead. And you see the guy just like grab his forehead, and it's like it's only like a surface scratch. So it's right, not, he's not in any but real danger. Kind of fuck you up a little bit. But he's just like you just see him like grab his forehead and like look around, going, "What the hell should I do?" And you see him looking off stage like, "Do I keep going? What do I do? What do I do?" Lauren, Bel- Lauren, Bel- Bel- was me. probably on a lot of cocaine. I'm sure he was. Yeah, and some heroin. I what what Not I love about this man. What I love about this next sequence is that it's so batshit crazy. Everything <laughs> he throws at him, but it's all grounded in a little bit of reality. I mean, yeah, uh, you you watch it and you're like, I can see how this came from something yeah, that actually yeah. happened. And I thought it was now, but actually, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But but yeah, I mean, it's you know, the the, the grenades gunpowder did exist in Asia around that time, you know, and and using rhinoceroses as war mounts. That's that it was a thing. How do you control a rhinoceros? You don't. That's the thing. You just sort of point it in a direction and kick it in the butt and hope for the best. You know. I don't want to be the guy. That's on why the they didn't last very long. You know. That's why horses. <laughs> that's why horses made the big. Uh, that's why we don't know. still use rhinoceroses for yeah, war. Exactly. Rhinos are dumb. Horses go. are dumb. But yeah, horses the, aren't really scary and mean. Yeah. But and horses, this, you can slap around a little. This bit was more the than part. This actually got laughs the first time I saw it. When you're watching the fight scene, all of a sudden the. See, I love it. I it totally makes sense. I I it's anachronistic, but I don't care. Like I I love the the feel of it. It it makes a sense. Again, a rule that you can break. You know. <laughs> that and, guy is so sad. And it was. Uh, I mean, it was also established because when the uh, the even they're like, wait, what are we doing? Um, the <laughs> uh, when the they're when, on our side, right? Yeah. When the boats were being destroyed, it uh, there was also some rock music going on yeah. too. So. Yeah, yeah. Now those shields that we saw that had the little groove cut out—that's because you could wear the shield on the back, and if you were on a horse, that groove was to allow to to be you know so you could ride on a horse while carrying the shield on your back. And it can actually be used tactically. You can actually catch things with it. And this is really cr- this is really clever. I can't imagine this is shot. from the comic either. This is such a filmy well, thing. This, this is this is a thing where you know the the, the translation between the two mediums. Um, comics do translate oh, well to, so to movies, but this is where this is an advantage that they have. And there's advantages that comics have over films too. But this is Zack Snyder really understands the difference between sequential art and and motion picture, and and how best to translate it without losing too and, much of it. And the and the way the camera pans behind his back, and you don't actually see him yeah. fall and slide is a great choice. Oh, it's it's it, yeah, it's, it's just it hints. It, it's a you lose, know, I think the know. reason they're able to accept this and just fight them is that this isn't magic too far departed from what they could have done if yeah. you threw iPads at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's, I mean, you know, Brian. It's mentioned so it. easy to use. 
Brian, <laughs> I think Brian mentioned it during the prestige commentary, which is like any uh, technology, the Arthur C. Clarke quote of... Oh, any sufficiently advanced technology yeah. is indistinguishable from magic. Exactly, and that's yeah. what it is. But they don't care. They react to it the same way. I know, is, I love that. They're like, yeah, they're fucking magic, whatever. Whatever, it's a thing that explodes. Okay, how do I punch it in the dick? Like, yeah. Wait, know. my shield still works, right? So I'm good. <laughs> do we need magic shields? No? All right. And every, shorthand, every time, too. You, they didn't show the guy getting stabbed. They just... You saw a flying crotch, then you saw a hand drop yeah. a grenade into the sack of grenades. Flying crotch, the movie. <laughs> this movie, every time, it, pan, every time it pans up to the color-corrected clouds, it always looks like the Lionsgate logo to me. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, yeah. Well, I don't think Lionsgate was using that logo at that time. I think Lionsgate changed it oh, after oh. this. I believe. I could be wrong. This fucking this thing. This guy. This is a guy. Crazy hot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Brian Dennehy was in this. <laughs> I'm Brian Dennehy. Not fucking Brian Dennehy. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. All right. You could use Pat Oswalt weird... for that joke, too. You could really use yeah, a lot right. of guys for that joke. <laughs> it's such a weird choice for Crab Man. I like yeah. to, to be the actual... I mean, it is from the book. Again, it is it is a choice Frank Miller made, and you know Zach took the ball and ran with it. And now we're in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, McKeel. Mr. Frodo, an olifant. Bum, 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 I like that, how they just is, shoot, just keep throwing it this, and it'll yeah, die. In this and Lord of the Rings, Aww. I feel like I'm always the only guy that cares about the elephant. I do too, but like it's, it's you know. That that does suck. And uh, war elephants, you know, if you've played Civilization, are a huge part of the Persian army and, and during that time. And yeah, and big as we know from the historical program <laughs> Civilization. <laughs> no, but the big open the expanse, the big open expanses of of. Uh, so that was the Superman stab that he did just there. That one of the the immortals did. Nice. I like that because because he was coming in for a pretty yeah. cool swipe, and he got his arm cut off exactly <laughs> mid swipe. Well, this is what we're always talking about with regards to lightsabers, where it's like, spin around if you want to, but I'm going to yeah. stab you. Well, you I, I like some of the speed ramping in there because it sped up so fast right on a hit that yeah. he, it was like he just beat the guy to the floor in two pieces with his sword. It has a good <laughs> rhythm to it. He, yeah. I mean, the, you know, uh, William Hoy definitely understands the pacing of it and how knowing when to ramp. Nothing is arbitrary. It's all there to kind of elucidate. You know, the, just the right there, it just goes yeah. bam. Yeah. yeah, it's it's always it's always making the moment <clears throat> the most clear it can yeah. be. Well, I mean, but again, it goes back to comic book. Comic book is a still image, so we're landing on these essentially really good still images, yeah. and then ramping through, kind of skipping the parts that aren't those iconic moments, right? And and that's one of those things I think that that's cool. That's actually, and Mike, you might know that that roll with the shield is actually an old kung fu move, mm-hmm. like because they have shields in kung fu too, and and sometimes you see that forward roll go through. Damien Carroll said a lot of styles, a lot of Korean styles, and, and Wushu as well. But Oh, they threw a lot in here, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he, his go. primary style is, is Jeet Kune Do, which is, again, a confluence of other styles, you know, created by Bruce Lee. I, I did, that was a moment that does kind of bug me, where he's like, he says, my son, it's like, in case you don't understand what's just about to happen. I'm I just so happy you're sure. not dead. I'm so happy uh-huh. you're not dead and are my son. And then, oh, oh yeah. no, you're my son and dead. <laughs> <laughs> So how's it going? Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, I just want the cape to bounce off. Yeah. Oh, it's tied to his armpits. Duh. Fucking armpit. When I saw when I saw this with my wife, she did not know the history of Thermopylae and did not know that everybody dies in the end. Spoiler. Um, and she was kind of like she loved the movie. She was kind of like, but what, what, what? Like she just was they kind of went to the that. mansion when everyone died. <laughs> yeah. 
I love this. He just fuck you. Yeah. I hate you all. What did you? I mean, you know, but what did you expect? No, no, it's great. I just th- there's in particular there's like a series of three stabs. I don't he does think we need. Well, I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm yeah, like, right. what did he expect to happen? I, I don't think we need the narration over this part. I think yeah. we get it exactly. And he's he really mad. mad right he's really mad. That, that right there. Died. He just he stabs the shit out of that yeah. guy. <laughs> he just swipes the hell out of him. Here's a weird, like etiquette based question: When your son's decapitated, do you go to the body or the head? Ooh. Ooh. Well, he goes to the cape right here. Yeah. You know, so I, mean, I guess the cape is the important part. It's like part. when you're decapitated. Did you lose your body or did you lose your head? Well, you know, Django went to the head. Um, but you mean Boba. Boba went to Django's. Boba went to Django's head. And he holds right. up the helmet. And I just want to hear. Yeah, I was. We, I half expected to plop out when I saw it in the theater, too. But. <laughs> and the fact that it doesn't immediately pulls you out of the movie. You're like, <laughs> where, where does his head no, go? You can, where's you his head for the rest of the franchise? Speaking of heads. You can see so his, the shadow of that's, the head. That's, that's, that's an irk of mine. That's oh, an irk of mine is the fact that the they established the goat man. Mahonic. Nothing ever comes of it in any other way. I think the harem is freaky enough without a literal supernatural creature. Because the other stuff. The armless thing say whore uh whore yeah. i guess but like Brian, jesus the, the guy <laughs> like the executioner with the crab he arms, has no arms that you can kind of like make a case for that i guess but a dude with a literal goat head like a literal satyr you know you yeah. just you can't like you can't you've now crossed into supernatural that's the only time i think where he's telling a story no i get that but you know as far as the people hearing it are concerned elephants are the same as but goat here's man. the thing and this is an interesting question i guess you know all the all the Spartan stuff. All the Spartan stuff is told from Delios's perspective, and it's to motivate the troops. This part of the story is not. You know, I mean, like it's out of universe. Even for who's him. who's telling the no, story? No, he's te- he's still telling the story. Oh, the betrayer, like, yeah. yeah, but he doesn't. Ha- he doesn't with. have any firsthand knowledge yeah. of what so he's, he's like, like that freak's probably into goats and no, this, shit yeah, this I'm is sure he's got a guy yeah, he had a fucking goat head in there and he had who the, the fuck knows this is just Dilio's was there a chick with no arms sir sure whatever yeah, yeah. This is just he Dilio's was fucking sick that laying guy, out man. his fantasies for the crowd yeah, he was like he was like half asleep and doodling and then like there was this jazz was like, band oh. and they were playing a really catchy little number up 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 and it was fucking awesome I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I just, I mean, for whatever, the sadder head was just a bit too much for me. That was just like one little half bump too far. Although maybe he's doing this just to explain the motivation of the guy he didn't understand because this dude could get laid in this party. I don't know what you stick where or who or like, I mean, I'm, I would be more confused and frightened than anything else. Like, no matter what your, your, your flavor is. I love that walk. The villain walk. <laughs> he's such a ghoul from Stargate with the voice and nice. everything. You know, maybe I was. I'll, I'll take back what I said. That sounded a little too processed. Would have been interesting if they got a guy with an actual deep voice just to dub it. James Old Joan, that. I want it all. Really nice, actually, thing here. He wants a uniform. <laughs> he just wants a uniform. He wants to belong. He just needs friends. But then it's got a fucking fez and shit. Yeah, like it's like it's, it's it's. it's <laughs> he looks like a Shriner. <laughs> He's like fucking. He's like, welcome to Masonic Lodge 342, sir. <laughs> Is this what the Masons do? My father was a Mason. My father was a 32nd degree Did he Mason. have sex with a goat? <laughs> no. I don't think so. No. Well, we're not, no. al- we're not allowed Spartans to know. tell the story he does. There, it's not hard to find out whatsoever. I'm not going to encourage that, but like, it's not hard to find. No, it's if they he drink did or did not. Have, no, no. What they oh, do the in Masonic Masons. Yeah, Sorry, they, they, I was off on that they drink beer and volunteer at hospitals. That's the, really the extent of it. Wow, this shot isn't orange, and I'm s- struck by how not orange it is. It's very blue. Yeah, yeah. it's uh. It's oh, nighttime. this is our uh, our, our queen rapey. 
the queen rape. It's sort of you know I love that. I and it's cool though in a way because queen she's rapey sounds because friendlier. she's and it's weird in a way because she's electing to do it. She's taking one for the team as it was. It's it's almost oddly empowering in a way. It's like she's it's, she's in control of the situation. She's choosing to do it. Yeah, it she sucks. doesn't like it's it. It's immoral, but, but it's like. She's, you know, she's in a weird way got control of it. I, I kind of like the way they framed it. Because, again, this is not in the book. This is all stuff that, that they wrote for this, and, and I think it, the movie benefits for it. So, Although in the That cut, guy does look like a dick. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he was in uh, 28 Days with uh, Sandra Bullock. And, oh, uh, oh. Well, that's 28 Days, days later. later. Yeah, don't make that confusion if you <laughs> want to get a good rom-com for a date night. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, blood zombies. No, I thought it was just, you know. No, uh, oh, and, but she's so conflicted. But that's the thing. Actually, I mean, that movie, I had to sit through that movie at the time. But it, he actually was a really enjoyable part of that movie in a way. And it's not Dominic West, I don't think is his name. It's um, No, I think you're right. Dominic West, sure yeah. Dominic West. From yeah. The Wire, famously. Uh, but, yeah, re- I mean, good character actor. I wish he – I think he's ready for a starring thing. I think he's ready to, like, break out into something. He, he, look, he like looks a lot role, like um, Young Gruffid. Yeah, uh, Mr. Griffith, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the uh, when you look at it from the perspective of this is all uh, Dilio's telling this story, this whole B-plot really makes no sense. Well, no. I think it's the actual history, maybe. It's the, it's the history to go along with the myth because this stuff is like public record at this point like, cause this, because it ends in like a Senate showdown in front of everybody. So there's no room for interpretation. I think maybe this is the actual... This is like the control group, if you were. <laughs> this is like so. the thing that but like Dilio, is the but Dilios isn't talking about a control group. He's when not he's narrating this either. When he's rever- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's there's definitely one narrative going on with Dilios getting right, the army right, revved right. up, and then this is definitely something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, narratively, it, as I, opposed I, to being two facets of the same story, they're much more like these are B two plot. separate threads that right. are are. Or maybe it's less like connected. the Rashomon of it. It's like you know, for, it's like it's like two kind of side stories, you know, yeah. that way yeah. like connect to the same narrative. Or it, not so much. Uh, they're two separate stories, but they're the way they're told is so yeah. separate. It's like That's this the one. Thing. This one is just the straightforward. This right. is the movie, and then the other one is like, let me tell you a story. It has this level yeah. of propaganda yeah. subtext thing yeah. going on. Yeah. I think every movie needs Morgan Freeman to narrate. Ever since I was a little boy, I've well, Andy enjoyed that and climbed through 500 yards. There, there, I mean, that's kind of interesting to talk about because there's some, like, I wouldn't want any real bigger star in this movie than it actually is because it would kind of take me out. I love the fact that... Xerxes is pretty big. No, you know... <laughs> oh, sir. Uh, no, you, I see what you know you're what saying. saying. I agree. You know, it's just like, because I, I mean, I if this was, I don't know, Halle Berry, like, I, would, I wouldn't... Although, it would unfortunately, kinda, it kind of did some shit to fucking... Jared Butler. It's it like, launches oh, it's the 300 guy. Well, I'm just saying it launches. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you always run that risk. But by the same token, I like that because you can kind of adapt to it. Same thing with Watchmen. Not, you kind of knew who Patrick Wilson was if you were a fan of Little Children or a fan of like other smaller movies, but he wasn't what you would call a a you know a star. Here's the problem I have with uh, movie sex scenes where it's yeah, like. totally like all, the hard candy guy? All, this, yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. No, me too. Every time someone has sex in a movie, it's all of a sudden like, want to do this? Yeah. And it's in. And I'm right. like, you need a, you need a minute. You yeah. just need a little, not only for you, but for you. Right. Like both of you need a minute. Ages 18 through 23 were, you know, the first five minutes were just a tragedy for most people. I think. <laughs> well, and no, it's just, it's just like, you know, you want to have sex with me right now? Yes. Okay. Bam. Well, then, wait, this, wait, 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 wait. What? How did you fit that? Did you push it in? Was it, like, did you hold like a pencil against that's it my to get it in? Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Do you have a shoehorn? Like, yeah. exactly. There's, or a doorstop or something. <laughs> Here, a let me get a running start. Wait, 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 running start. Here we works. go. A let me start over here. Let me get, let me get some momentum. 
Ah, Let me spin around. Centrifugal force. Let me see if that works. Everyone thought that was pretty badass too. He's like, he's like, there's gonna be a problem. Nah, it's just nigh. <laughs> I got another. Yeah, I got another one. Meanwhile, I'm spreading my lats for the world to see. Yeah. He's just like, I mean, Gerard Butler, if you catch him, he does suck in his gut like every oh, other yeah. fucking frame. Uh-oh, the hidden goat path. The hidden goat path that I that we were totally looking at and should have done something about. Actually, there's Clever with some brush or something. There was a uh, there was a YouTube video that actually then became a a movie um that was a a parody whatever you want to call it called uh 305 or the 305 and it was the five guys who were sent to guard the goat path and utterly failed at the job. <laughs> But it was like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yeah, of three hundred. Yeah, they nice. were like, but they were like the total losers of the army. That you know, one was like Leonidas' cousin, so he had to bring him and stuff like that. That's and hysterical. Like, it was actually really funny because it was done kind of like The Office. In fact, there was one that totally <laughs> right. looked like Dwight from The Office. <laughs> That's hysterical. And uh, and then uh, yeah, they turned it into like a movie, which was actually watchable, like, like, a, like huh. a feature length. Yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, short feature length, but it was right, still right. the same way. Like they had you know a. a tiny green screen and just shot it all that way and then it, I was actually kind of impressed that's pretty, <laughs> like nice. How it turned nice. that's pretty funny but yeah certainly uh, at least check out the YouTube video uh, I think it'll be in the show notes something tells yeah. me I, I heard it whispered from some opium doubt uh, young thing <laughs> at the top of a mountain <laughs> that's awesome See, bitches. it's bedtime story. I know, right? Yeah. This is a bedtime story. Whose binky is this? Yeah. <laughs> See, and right. it, so that kind of threw me out because we said no retreat, no surrender. I think of that. I think of the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie from 1986. <laughs> I think of Galaxy Quest. No retreat. <laughs> never give up, never surrender. surrender. I love the way he says that and die. Like, like that's the best thing ever. And yeah. die. Yes. See, like, uh, this is something that's kind of similar to... Which, of course, it was. Uh, yeah. Because, well, know. the certitude of the faith, yeah. you know? Johnny Depp does a thing where sometimes he'll finish a word by smiling. You know what I mean? I... Okay. Jared Bartler can do a thing where he finishes a word with a crazy Bill Paxton <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah. And it is the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yep. Haru. Hua. I think they're and call, call me crazy, but I think there's also some digital shading of uh, the physiques of a few of these men as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some of that. I, I, I think there was just some some uh, makeup work on the set, possibly some airbrushing as well. Yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, oh, they yeah. did. They they were curling in between sets to get the blood yeah. pumping and get the the pump, as Arnold says, um, which is that weird moment when you know you're the 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 blood and the lactic acid is in the muscle and isn't leaving. It actually makes the muscle appear to be way bigger than it is. You got a good 15 minutes before that goes away. Ever use that at a bar? <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. It's, it's hard to hide the barbells. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, young lady, while I Why do you think they call them the barbells? Look at those nipples. Those are what? nipples. Yes. I think he shaved his nipples and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> he is rather shaggy, yeah. The, the, I mean, the big thing for me, like the, the kind of the big signal that they got the movie right in the early making of features that we're seeing yeah. was literally Leonidas's beard because the way Frank Miller draws every hair is like wiry and like it's like a cord thick and it's just, you know, kinky and very coarse beard, very coarse. And like and the fact that they got that beard to look literally exactly as it did in the page it's like oh shit okay they're the, you know they're now. paying attention to detail yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's and we talked about that on watchman as well in the adaptation just like how they approached you know the the, the opening titles which was in the book but it, it conveyed a lot of the supplementary material 
Uh, Zack Snyder is surprisingly good at this. A lot of attention to detail. I liked I liked that Why moment surprisingly? where he's like, "My heart breaks for you." It's almost just like you um, you need a hug or anything. The guy's yeah. like, "No, I'm gonna fucking kill some people." Oh yeah, me too. Oh <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, that's, just, that's, that's what I meant was the killing. That's what people. I was hoping you'd say because otherwise I was gonna. This is gonna be weird. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there was awkward sexual tension in the Spartan <laughs> army. <laughs> I think they probably just fucked each other when they felt like it. I don't think there was much tension. They're like, I mean, you know, the the gender and sexual identity roles were a bit fluid in those days in that part of the world, you know. And yeah, here we go. A bit fluid, a lot of fluid. Heyo, I'm gonna stop. Yikes! That that was my last terrible pun. Your last homoerotic pun. Yeah, (laughs) I love those though. We don't know about those. So here we are. We're coming up to the moment like you were talking about. Yeah, the moment where you realize you're like the rest of this movie. Is a lie. <laughs> it's just made up off the it's top. Just of he his writes head. it, yeah. I mean, yeah. and you kind of get that, with, like the spear was too heavy. Yeah, the, you know, the yeah. helmet to obscure his vision. That's a very lyrical yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the words of a writer. You know. So there you go. that's it's a good. I mean, I. I Gerard does a lot of good work with his eyes here, you know. I mean, just especially because he's got this squint that he sort of maintains throughout the entire movie, but. I think even in his quiet moments, I, I do think he's a good actor. And I do think he's got some good skill. I, I wish some of the movies and choices he makes now reflected that. But you can see why they chose him for Leonidas over maybe a more well-known actor. Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of who could play this role. Not Mel, Mel, Gibson. Mel Gibson 15 years ago could have. Uh, yeah, I mean, not so much Mel Gibson. now. I, I, and frankly, you know what? I like Mel Gibson. The I, Rock. I, they would have chosen The Rock. <laughs> well, no. no, and, and, and I, like, I like Dwayne Johnson as well. But, you know, I mean, if you look at The Patriot and you see what he does in that, it's good. It's just very different from this, you know? And I, I don't know necessarily that that Dude, would be good. Dude, Harrison Ford. I, I still uh, don't buy it. I still don't. I don't, I don't know who. I don't know Samuel who. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Well, you're, you're just know, saying names of badasses. Ruth Buzzy. T. Christie. Harrison Betty Ford. White. And the big line. Get off my Sparta. The, <laughs> exactly. Kick. And that guttural scream with the flashing teeth, you know, again. Uh, sir, do we believe in hell? I forget. This oddly looks like There's the... There's probably the, a couple of yeah. them at least. No, I, I know. I know they, do. they believe in Hades. No, yeah. oh, Hades and yeah, Hela. Yeah, yeah Hela yeah, yeah. was a real thing, you know. Uh, I was just making a thing. This, this Eddie, we all agreed to thing. stop saying hella two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Bay. No, I'm, just, uh, I'm not from the Bay. But um, no, the 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 exterior of that wide shot it almost kind of looks like the mission on San Fernando. Like it, it's got this weird yeah, yeah. Spanish vibe to it in a way. The tiles and I don't know. Maybe that's maybe all buildings look like that. But I don't know. I mean, it's certainly better set design than say you know Caligula. <laughs> Which was I, literally just on a set. Like you could see the walls of the set behind <laughs> any of that shit. I think this is actually more uh, of of a set. Speaking of which, yeah, than, no, uh, definitely. Most of this movie has been. Now, is that those buildings out there? Is that real? Do you think, or is that? A comp? I think I think some of the a lot of the stuff that happened in Sparta, they actually put together some buildings for. Yeah, yeah. so. It may be a comp of something that they of something built. real. Those, those right. columns, I'm not really buying though. Like, I don't think the columns necessarily are there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, it's you know, I'm I'm a yellow belt on the VFX side of things, so I'm not as sure. She's. I I love that that there is this kind of whole vibe where like at the end of what she's saying, half the chamber is like a guy raises his hand. He's like, "You're a chick, right?" <laughs> By the way, I fuck didn't hear you. anything you just said. Because you're a chick. 
I was too I busy staring to at that. the magical reproductive organs that yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, this is wishful thinking at best as far as gender roles in the Bronze Age. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, it would have been totally like I wish to speak to out out. Yeah. You know this this thing. You know th- this moment. It the movie needs it because it builds to this, and obviously they need to pay it off and all this other stuff. But this is the moment that I guess doesn't ring as true. So not so much true, but like I'm not even sure. Oh, he does where the slow clap. And yeah, everything. the slow clap. I know. This well is like done. this is like in Kingdom of Heaven where. Um, where in what yeah oh dude, why do I'm not tra- no don't trash kingdom of heaven because if you ever watch the director's cut of that that thing is amazing which i haven't done yet but i it, would like it, to I'll, I'll, I, I'll let you guys borrow it because it is good there is a whole not just subplot but half the plot is gone from that movie she has a son that le- i mean there's like th- he has a brother there's like all these elements in there that are not in that movie that movie really is deserving of a director's cut if anything else yeah, but so, it's it's uh it's like that moment where orlando bloom is like no he's talking to all the peasants and the random yeah. common folks saying you're you're as worthwhile you're as much a human being as any knight or any nobleman i'm like that's a great sentiment i agree with that but there's no way anybody in that year actually ever said no, that. No, yeah. Again, all these grand lofty no, uh, notions of Egalitarian and, and, yeah, and exactly. modern democracy. Yeah, th- same no. thing with this. I mean, yeah, it's a free men. Yes, yes. we all own a this dozen slaves. You know, like it just it, there's there's a dark I mean, even our own history, we're not immune from it at all whatsoever, especially in our revolutionary history. This guy's Dominic West, it looks like he's got like the, his top teeth are too big for his mouth. Like he's got a very, <laughs> he's got a very cat-like almost. Like he looks yeah. like the Cheshire cat. Yeah, like, he does. You yeah, know, when holy he talks. crap! He does have a very cat-like structure to his yeah. face. You just want to give him a saucer of milk. <laughs> just let and him be happy. Maybe pet. he'll smile in this movie for once when he's not raping. Yeah. He's such a bad raper. <laughs> I don't know. I think he raped her. I think he did all no, right. No, it was a good rape. It was kind of like it was kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It was. Kind of, I mean, it wasn't like a Ben know. Affleck level rape. I'll <laughs> give it a six. This is a six on the rape rapery scale. Where Ben Affleck is ten. <laughs> ben Affleck with a backward baseball cap. That's turning up rape to eleven. <laughs> That's a uh, like the the HBO special on steroids he did. That level. Oh God, that they look it up. That thing is amazing. Oh, here we go. Stab. Oh. There we go. That was a that was a cheer moment though. Yeah, everyone was like, yeah, exactly. Fuck that Republican. I mean, and yeah, guy. nice little callback to the to the this rape and all. Y- 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 you know. But again, just oh, hey there. Oh, there it is. Evidence. You know, like I mean, yeah. Well, that was it was good. He kept that in his stomach. I I guess this whole thing. <laughs> I just guess he's seemed... just been eating gold coins. Yeah. <laughs> for the last couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> they don't really he's have like, he's like box in He's a pinata. He's a he's an ancient pinata. Dude, he's Mario. <laughs> Seriously, he's Sonic because he got hit and he dropped his gold. <laughs> yes, watch him bounce into one of those concrete blocks, and a know, right? mushroom comes out, and he's like, "Ah!" It runs off. <laughs> See, I guess that whole thing just felt very convenient. Yeah, There's nice uniform, you fucking idiot. Dumb little hat. <laughs> you're fucking you're cone head. Of, you're making fun of the guy that's. You look to- like a. You look like an inverted melted snow cone. I hope <laughs> you're happy with yourself. Oh, Eddie, <laughs> I'm vicious. I, you yeah. are vicious. Yeah. Um, you cared about the elephants more. He's earned it. He's earned it. Yeah, he's a bad guy. I think we can all agree yeah. that you know. Um, but he's also one of the more sympath on paper, at least one of the more sympathetic characters that there are. Well, tragic. I wouldn't say sympathetic. Tra- you know, I mean, I would say he's a tragic character in the sense that he's you know 
now these arrowheads i'm sorry yeah. i just yeah. that's just like no but yeah the, it might the, as well be a middle finger like it's just yeah. it, you the know. hunchback was like let me kill something and the spartans are like no, no. And the per- oh, and he went to the persians let me kill something oh buddy you will kill everything <laughs> we're gonna help you we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah what's awesome uh if you play god of war 3 uh whenever you do the the magic uh, the magic oh, yeah. spell is the army yeah. of Spartans that form that shield around you and shoot their fucking spears out. They yeah. do that around. It's really awesome. I love the fact that they don't show us them forming that formation. No, they just, just cut to that scene. Like, they're already done. They're you know, Troy does a really good job of, go. like, illustrating a phalanx as well. Troy's, I, I kind of defend Troy a little bit. I think it's it's got some really good elements. I, I like Troy a lot. It's yeah. just half an hour too long. Exactly. And But they... um. When you know the uh, the Myrmidons are storming the beach, they they kind of form an ad hoc phalanx right there, right? And they have people popping up and you know shooting arrows. But you know, there, there's it's a fascinating method of warfare that doesn't get, I think, enough time. And part of the reason why I enjoy this movie is, is because of that, because you see really awesome you know uh, uh, warfare done that way that actually has like roots in history. Just please stop killing us. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus, we had a million. Now we have four. I mean, it's it's a, it's not the worst deal in the world. Like you, you still get to be king. You just gotta, you know, go fight periodically. It's you know, it's not the worst deal, but it's it's obviously the right thing that he's doing to. Well, it's a very Rorschach, Rorschach kind of response. Like here's here's this deal. We're gonna compromise and we're gonna give you pretty good terms. Right? Do you think Frank Miller just decided look, he needed he, a bad guy gayer than the good guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, you can have everything you want and more. Just be like swap. That god for that god. What does it even yeah, matter? Yeah. It's like no. Yeah. Well, exactly. it's 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 the sky cake argument. You know, it's, my sky cake is better than your sky baklava. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and that's a nice, good little. I see. I yeah. I I don't know. I I I came up like I like films that take their time and sort of let things marinate and sit a little bit longer. And for as much as the flash editing we have, we also have these really sort of long, yeah. you know, drawn moments that, you know. Uh, Snyder was music videos, right? I don't. Where did he come from? I think he was commercial. I think he was commercials. Yeah, videos, I yeah. think he came for commercials and a couple of short films as well. I'm not exactly sure, but I, you know. Well, this is the reasoning why I say it's surprising how good he is at this because he, you're right, he he, he does, has a good film vocabulary. You he, can tell. he he can tell a story, and he knows. More importantly, he knows when to slow the movie down and yeah. just let a moment play out and not yeah. do anything to get in that way. And that's very surprising when it comes from from uh, a commercial director, commercial, yeah. and to a lesser extent, music video directors. Yeah, it all, I mean, it also depends well, on the, and not even because of a a necessarily a lack of ability, but just the fact that it's been so ingrained in them to be like, we got the shot, you get the point, we got to move on. Right, we've yeah. only got thirty seconds, and right. they can't quite sometimes break out of that, even when they've got a lot of time to tell right. the story. Well, it's a lot with music videos and commercials. It's a lot of times it's you just. It's the flashy gimmicks because there is no story most right. of the time. And it's just it's spectacle, as Trey would say, and it's it's an ability, a discipline to get out of your own way and just go. Okay, here are the circumstances. I'm just going to let these circumstances play out, right? And not get my own way. I think How would you shave your head at this point? <laughs> How would you get that fine? You could see like the little combed, tiny bristles of his shaved yeah, neck too. It's they like, have. They, I mean, they you, have, you could cut your hair, but I don't think you could shave your head. They have soap, and I'm sure they have like early yeah. forms of shaving cream at that point. Yeah, I'm sure oh, they. Yeah, have it's just it, yeah, it's just uh, take one of the sides of one of your spears and just scrape just, it on your face. Like that's basically right. what you're doing. You're basically slicing your face when you shave. Yeah, yeah. you're just doing it without taking any of the skin away, or not too much at least. If, yeah. God knows when I do it, I yeah. break out. Yeah, me too. Um, but no, going, going back to what and Brian we said, have the fancy ones. <laughs> we, we have the strips <laughs> we have of the state of art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think 
I think when it comes to any kind of art, but filmmaking, especially it's out, it's output versus input, you know, and it's like, it's what, what is your input and, and what have you absorbed and what have you liked and gravitated to? And you can, what you do as a day job doesn't necessarily uh, determine what you create. I mean, I think we've all worked jobs in our various industries that not necessarily our sensibility, but we can, you know, in our, our own life, we, we, the things that we draw input and inspiration from that inform decisions you know when we get when it's our turn to make something you know i think that's ultimately and i think too many people i think whatever is, they work in that's what it directly influences them so yeah. if a guy comes from commercials well i must study commercials and everything I like commercials but if a guy is doing commercials conscious of it going no you know what if i was doing this as a film i would do it this way because i've seen these films and i believe this works best for this you know i liked um i liked the reversal in that scene because you were given the chance to genuinely think you're like oh fuck he straight up took the deal right that's, right no, wow. you, you, you do <laughs> like, well, that, it's yeah. as much of a false resolution as you're going to get. Sure, in this exactly. Kind of movie. You don't have a lot of time for the false resolution right. in this yeah. movie, um, but but it's great because you kind of buy it for a minute. You're like, whoa, yeah, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, well, you know, and then when it turns around, you're like, oh fuck yes, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. It's because uh, okay, here we go. We know that the real <laughs> resolution is Superman be- Punch. Yeah. That's it right there. That's I mean, that's a. Uh, stylized version of it, but that yeah. is the Superman punch, and that is actually not a bad stance if all you have is a spear. Yeah, and you know that the real resolution is them actually going to die. So it's like, well, okay, well then, yeah. what is your what is your false resolution if that's your real resolution? And yeah. it's, that's why it's very important that we're seeing in the middle of all this, we're seeing people die left and right in the background. We're just seeing the, the we're just seeing it break down. Because I mean, this half next of his forces are dead. That's a beautiful dead. shot. Right that's there. very nice. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean. I just love the so look on his good. face. What? I know, right? That's yeah. gonna suck. And it, well, everyone in the theater was like, "Oh," because it's like he's yeah three inches off, just putting that through the guy's face. Oh, Oof. yeah. I'm really impressed. Even though it's digital, I'm really impressed with with the arrow hits on this one. Because, I mean, they're not – you can't wear squibs on this. You can't, like <laughs> – you know, like there's no – these stabs are all – they look really good. Oh, yeah. Even though a lot of them are digital. Them. I think yeah. maybe there's a couple models here and there, but – Fuck you. Ooh. He does the Shinzon thing. Yeah, right? he d- yeah he did the the Urukai as well in and the Kill Me Now. See you you reference see you yeah. reference that that came out after Lord of the Rings when you saw the Urukai do the exact same thing to. Well, it came yeah. out after Pirates when they had what I thought no. was the cleverest moment in yep. Pirates. It's it happens. Watch watch the, end of, watch the end of Fellowship at Lurks. the end of Fellowship. Oh, is that is that the end of Fellowship? Yeah, yeah. It was two so he grabs uh, uh when, when Aragorn's yeah. when Aragorn's fighting with Lurtz. He oh. stabs him, oh. and the guy he pulls it in, and then Aragorn pulls it out yeah. and decapitates him. Yeah, oh, that's at the very end uh, of fellowship. Yeah, and right. in pirates, where he puts the bomb in the skeleton and then just pushes him away. It's just like not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the, the cleverest thing in that whole. movie. By the way, the guy who played Shinzon was in a really good movie called uh, Charles Bronson. Tom Hardy. No, oh, well, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Tom Hardy is the guy. Okay. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's done some good stuff lately. He's also in Band of Brothers, and I still haven't figured out where. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now I gotta watch that again. Okay. And this guy I've nearly as weird as seeing the dad from Modern Family in Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like one of the medics or something. Yep. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy was apparently also in Black Matt no. doesn't write down the show notes. Matt just knows them. <laughs> just knows them. <laughs> He's our human Google. Wikipedia. I'll never let go, Leonidas. Yeah. I'll never let go. Yeah. That, you kind of get that at the end of Heat as well, which is kind of a nice little thing with the two guys. 
I do I do like the bit about the um you know it's like Leonidas is so hardcore but it's like he respects his people yeah. at the same oh, time. Oh he loves you know? he loves his people. Yeah. Leonidas is kind of the filmic version of James Cameron. <laughs> I'm going to fucking scream at you, but man. If you can lift the sword and you're willing to kill people, but you just can't keep up, yeah. go fight for the other guy. <laughs> He's, when, when did the eyeshadow thing start happening here? I think it's Well, he, was, he dirt, you know. Oil. Yeah. Know. Were they doing the football thing? Did, yeah. did we see that earlier where you put the, <laughs> yeah. the black paint underneath your eyes? Just one swipe. swipe He's got braided swipe, hair. Swipe. Look at that. I never noticed that. He's got a couple of braids going on. Yeah. A typical Grecian sort of yeah. double thing. A little, mm-hmm. <laughs> Got his hair did. It's a hell of an accomplishment to make Such Greek Greek style look manly. Yeah, look <laughs> it's a challenge. It it's a challenge. Yeah, it looks great on Project Runway challenges, but not so much like you know. Yeah. I think I think that's great. You know, it's, go it's, to black. Yeah, it's a, well, and and it's also a great uh, a great way to kind of kill off your badass main character. It's like fucking every person in the other army. Shoots him just to make sure he's dead. <laughs> That's how f- scared of him they are, you know. Which is similar. I, I mean, even at the kill time, it, kill it. Even at the time, <laughs> it, you know, it's similar to the end of Hero, um, the yeah, Jet Li yeah, movie, of yeah. course. But uh, you know, for the same reason, it's yeah. like that's fucking badass. They wanted to make sure he died all the way. <laughs> Mike, Mike, and I were talking about this before the movie, but it would be really awesome if we could get a Bronze Age sword and sandal movie that didn't feature a wheat field. Yeah. And and someone running their hand through it at some point. <laughs> I saw that. I, I I became infuriated when I saw that in an Angels and Airways video, <laughs> and it wasn't done ironically. It was like it had some deep meaning to it. And I, I the things that make me want to break my TV, like just it, it got its so own infuriating. I saw Marie Antoinette. She does it when she's like retreating to her country <laughs> villa or whatever. Never in Field of Dreams. Yeah. They've got a wheat well, field. I want them to drag his fingers better. to the corner no, and be a, wistful. It's a cornfield in Field of yeah, Dreams, no, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Corny fields more like it. <laughs> huh? Teague, who are you? Get what out. have you done, my friend? Teague? Yeah. I, I love Field of Dreams. You, you I love Field of Dreams. You, you, you said you were done with the bad puns. Yeah. I said homoerotic puns. So. <laughs> no, you said bad. He said homoerotic. Yeah. And I, just, I co-opted the homoeroticism. So I could do another <laughs> bad one. <laughs> You're robbing Peter to pay Paul on your punnery, sir. I think that's just a, a, a... There's a Peter, Paul, and Mary joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I just can't find it. I was it. just saying we should just take that quote out of context or something. <laughs> I'm co-opting the homoeroticism. <laughs> that's, that's, for Ryan's next, that's for Ryan's next mashup, I think. <laughs> yeah, there we go. For our second anniversary. <laughs> so your dad died, yeah. but it's Sparta, and that's fine. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, she should totally have just like slapped him right there for looking sad. <laughs> like, what do you fucking expect, Stupid. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, this kid must be the leader of the resistance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like there's, he's covering up a tattoo right there, actually, with that, that mm. smudge work. And you it know, it's looks funny. Like the, surface. The, the actual the style of this movie is overly photoshopped movie poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything look like I guess the the PR guys probably had it pretty easy. Just like I'll take, <laughs> it's uh, that still frame. for any grab any still. We have to do movie, we have poster. to do the little dotty coloring. No, no, we got it done. Print. It's pronounced Doty. I, I, I almost oh wonder. I almost wonder if, like, you know, he's the one telling the story to the other to the other side. I wonder if the Senate was like, "All right, here's what happened while you were gone. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> you Queen, will never believe the shit that went down here. Queen got raped, and then fucking Sonic over there got stabbed. And we, and and we like, tried to do a. And I love this. Just the, 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 the quick cut. Just the very quick cut to that. 
There's no setup. There's no music, you know, lead into it. It's just a, a straight cut. Like when you think of a power of just a simple edit like Christ that, it can, it can mean imagery. a lot. Not just it's it's like a tapestry. It's like it's flattened out. It doesn't feel very. You yeah. Know, it's like it's like a it's like shot on a Zeiss or something. It's like yeah. some. It's sort very, of, but it would be more more of a uh, a Christ imagery if his feet were together, though. Yeah, it's more so normally do. Yeah, it's a, it's I just, it's almost like a Golgotha of just. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely painterly. Though. Yeah, yeah. Look at, the, the, like the the like capes and stuff. Thing. Just yeah. look at it. Yeah, it's a specific thing. It's referencing. I think I just can't remember mm-hmm. what. This movie has many tapestries. And if you are a Scottish lord, I mean the devil's I am Mickey Mouse. The devil's in the details on a movie like this, and I get, and the, you know, the, the Zack Snyder just cares about every detail, and I think that's what we were saying earlier: is that when you give a shit about everything, you and and you have you know good people working with you, you can get a movie like this. It's not, it's hard, but it's not impossible if you have the resources to do it. And a studio like Legendary, which I think deserves a lot of props for giving a, you know a relatively young filmmaker the opportunity to do something like this, you get. An opportunity to make you know something that sticks with people. Obviously, had he done anything before me. this big? Dawn of the Dead. The Was that remake. before this? Yeah, two thousand four. Excuse me, sir, but we know this part. Yeah. We we sir, we know. It'd be funny if all of the Persians and the three hundred. All died in a giant rock slide, and he came back and was like, "Fucking war! It was it was awesome." <laughs> <laughs> it was glorious. No, Leonidas dude. was good. I was better. I got out. Yeah, exactly. I killed everyone <laughs> and came back. It was me. All the people that were di- that died, I did it. Well, their people. M- yeah. Look, I've still got my shield. Well, I've got a shield. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. It's not Prove like it. their shields have serial numbers in them. Yeah. So that's the thing. 40,000 people, it's a lot of people. It's not quite that many. Yeah. Though. Like, I mean, 40,000 people is a good concert. But, this is Yeah, like, but the thing yeah. is, it, it's the kind of thing where crowds... You know, you look at a crowd and it doesn't look like as many people as exactly. It is. I'm yeah, sure it yeah. was totally the kind of thing where they're like, that looks more like forty thousand yeah. right there. That's a lot of because you think forty thousand, you're like a lot of fucking people. But then you show forty thousand, it's like eh. you you yeah. personally have been to a basketball game with more than forty thousand people there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you you go to you go to a comic con panel and you do, you forget there's seven thousand people in this room. With yeah, you. not I, if you're on stage, you don't. <laughs> another good really good the, digital push there and little. I was at the inauguration. That was what a million and a half people. Yeah, and it's like after a certain point, wasn't that a thing where they were like, it was actually like ten. No, no, it was a million. No, that was that was the Tea Party protests. Yes, (laughs) Uh, after the inauguration, the estimates they they thought it was going to be two million, but it was actually like a million or a million and a half or something like that. But after a certain point, you're just like, that's a lot of people, and that's beyond my ability to estimate it. Yeah. Well, uh, this movie was three hundred, and I liked it. Brian, awesome. Uh, simple but awesome. Look at those blood splats. Um, I like I like the credits even the design. That's of the, the uh, that's well. the uh, like Frank the, Miller font. Is like, that like is the the, the, the three hundred font. This is how Pixar would have ended this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. With the arty yeah. Eddie three hundred. I yeah, I love it. I I really really love it. I I enjoy watching it. I it's just there's. I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about like how awesome this movie is and why it works for us and. You know the the people who don't like yeah William Hoy the people who don't like it it's it's hard to say they have a hard time defining clearly why and it, it does just kind of come down to preference as far as the care that goes into making the film you can't you can't debate it you can't fuck with it there have been a there have been a number of times that someone was like uh, 
you know, that where someone, a, a number of people, including, you know, the Middle East, didn't understand <laughs> right. that this was from the perspective of the right. Spartans. So, of course, it's going to be racist and, like, one-sided. A little bit jingoistic, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I've, I've talked to people who are like, oh, I hate 300. And they're like, well, how can you like 300? And I explain that to them, and they're like, oh, that is kind of cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> Rodrigo Santoro. Yeah, yeah, he played. Uh, he played Xerxes, and he also played uh, uh, Apollo. But yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it, the 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 thing about the movie is is that it's it's got a very specific agenda that it establishes in the first fifteen seconds of the film. Yeah, and why we say it's a perfect movie is because it doesn't variate from that at all. It doesn't try to be anything else. It learns you learn very quickly, you know, pre credits what. Uh, what it is you're in for and it takes you exactly on that ride. So for people who don't like it, I question, was there a turning point in the middle of the movie or did you just not like it from the beginning? Like, cause to me, the movie is like this never, it, it's, it's pretty consistent all the way through of what it is. Dorkman. What? Did, did we, did we ask you? You only I, said a couple words. He sort of yeah, threw in I words. sort of threw it in, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people who don't like this movie had decided going in that they weren't going to like it. And I hate, I hate when people use that defense about a movie, being like, "Well, you just decided you weren't you weren't gonna like it." But like you say, um, whenever I ask someone to define why, they're just kind of like, "Well, it was blah 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 blah," and I'm like, "That's the impression of the movie I would get from the trailer, not from watching it necessarily." You know, um, same with same with uh, Fight Club. A lot of people talk about Fight Club as the movie it looked like, but not the movie that it is when you watch it or, you know? or kick ass or kick ass yeah, yeah exactly so it glorifies um, violence from a from a prepubescent from, girl yeah, no it doesn't yeah roger um <laughs> <laughs> not telling anyone in particular or anything but um ebert yeah <laughs> sorry excuse me but uh it I, sounded like yeah. you said ebert when you sneezed oh really that's weird that's like fucking... film critic roger ebert of the chicago sun times no what <laughs> ebert just come over here and say something Oh, hey, you know what? I I have a soft spot for Ebert. I, I do, too. I, do too. I, I haven't seen Kick-Ass, so I'm still on his side. Wait, they're <laughs> credited as transsexuals. Interesting. Oh, probably. Transgender. The, oh, the uber-mortal. There we go. The uber-mortal vocals. That's the uh, that's the big one, I think. Anyway, yeah. so this has been Down in Front. You can always find my episodes at downinfront.net. Go to our forum. Register. Involve yourself in the conversation. Get a brand new episode every single week on iTunes. Cafe Press. Buy a shirt. Uh, go to our store. Buy this DVD from there because we get a buck. Uh, my friend, my friend, what else? Anything? Show notes in the forum. And uh, my name is De Christy. Aru. My Scott. <laughs> what? I'm just going to say my name and that's it. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Brian's going to explain what he just did. Good night. I, good night. I was doing the Haru, but. It's Au, actually. I think Haru is Richard Nixon in Futurama. Haru. I don't know what you just did. Haru. <laughs> On 300, I, it, to me, it sounds like Haru. Not not Nixon's Haru, but oh, their Haru. own Haru. Haru. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>